Oh, well, hey there, kids. It's your good buddy, Uncle Ben, here with a very special birthday message from me to you. Guess what? This year for my birthday, I'm giving you guys a gift. It's a brand new, brutal track from my horror metal side project band, Corpse Master. Yes, that's right. Corpse Master, the band that is masterminded by myself and my good buddy Jesse from the Say You Love Satan podcast. We write all kinds of different metal tunes based around horror movies. And this week, we have released a brand new track called Invoking Evil, based on themes from Evil Dead. And it's going to be played at the very end of this episode. It's kind of a brutal thrash track featuring some shredding guitars and some amazing shrieking and wailing from our buddy Matt, who is the singer of a King Diamond tribute band called Prince Diamond. It is a treat, it is a treasure, and I know you guys are going to love it. So be sure to stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear our new track, Invoking Evil, and also be sure to follow us on Instagram and Spotify and all that kind of stuff. If you want to hear this tune on the regular, you can find that on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you listen to tunes. Thanks so much, guys. And now we will compose an improvised birthday song for half of the hosts on this show. Hap. Hap, hap. It's a birthday for a man. Birth, 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 birth. I exited the vagina as was the plan. Out you came from the canal. I did a cry. It was a howl. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. To me. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, then a bum bum Nailed bum, it. Bum. Fuck, Fuck yeah, nailed man. It. We are here on the newest <laughs> installment of Dead and Lovely to celebrate Mein Gebirchtag. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uncle Ben here is turning... 30 Ocho this year. Yuck. 30 and Ocho. Oh, fucker. Can you believe that? I'd never been that age myself. Well, you know, I'm kind of impressed. For one, I've absolutely annihilated Jesus's record of how many <laughs> fucking years you can stay on Earth. No contest. What a joke. Take that, Jesus. I got five years on you, chump. What a dick. Yeah, right? Yeah. Come oh, on. I'm only going to live a few years or so. Yeah, right. That was him. Try 38, jerk. That's what I say. You lost. Uh Uh-huh. Celebrating 38 this year, man. I'm excited to hear that. I mean... You know what? You did that before, didn't you? How was 38 for you? Was it good? 38. Was it good for you? (laughs) Was it? Was it? Was it? Please say it was good for you. Uh, It was the last um, year before COVID. Mm. So, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was the last year in the before times. Yeah, yeah. I wow. just like would go places and not be wearing a mask and just like fucking let's I'd lick stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was just like I'll lick a thing. You'd be like I'm older than I ever was, then you lick a thing in public. <laughs> <laughs> and people didn't say a damn thing about it. I bet you gave people a lot of good stories to come home to. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, honey. I was on the subway <laughs> today. I seen this feller. He just screamed, "I'm older than I ever was." <laughs> Started on licking on things. I did. I couldn't argue with him. I mean, I don't know how old he's ever been before. So what if I was wrong? Who modified him? What if I was wrong? What if I had been older? This is a good record, though. Yeah. Think about all the rock stars I fucking outlived. Oh shit! Yeah. Hey, hey, so many. Kirk Cobain, where's your podcast, Kirk. bro? You know, 
Kirk Cobain. I got over a decade on you. Yeah. Kirk. Kirk. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take that, uh, uh, body, Buddy Holly. Go yeah. back to Lubbock. Yeah. Go g- get on another plane. Yeah. Yeah. Do that again. Why don't you? <laughs> you know how many planes I've ridden on? A lot. You've ridden on a lot. None of them have crashed. You know how many I've died on? Z- zero. Exactly yeah. zero. Uh-huh. Beat your record. Jackass. I'm just here dunking on Jesus and Buddy Holly to celebrate my birthday. <laughs> Welcome to Dead and Love. Hey, it's the horror movie podcast, I guess. Even though we're not doing a horror movie and no. we're just bullshitting. This is usually what it's like. If this is your first yeah. episode, yeah, it's usually like it's this. It's like this. You can go ahead and turn it off. It's a lot fine. of times it's way worse than yeah. this. But give us five stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five stars. Five stars. On, uh, I listened to five minutes. Wasn't my thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll give you a star a minute for how long I lasted. <laughs> how about that? You know? Yeah, we're here on the newest installment of Dead and Lovely with a special wild card birthday celebration. For me, we're going to be talking about my choice, my pick that I got to choose to celebrate mine own birthday. So I chose to go with a movie, what wasn't exactly a horror film, right? but I'll tell you, is there anything uh, romantic or comedic about being trapped on an exploding bus? I don't think so. That's a good point. Scurry. I would say that this has me on the edge of my seat more than any horror movie I can think of. Honestly, so, I was thinking the same thing while I was watching it. I was like, I'm more tense watching this movie yeah. than I am 90% of the movies that we do on this show, yeah. which are supposedly designed to put you on the edge of your seat. Right. And this one's like, no, I got you there. Yeah. And you're going to stay there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You don't need that back part of the seat. <laughs> scoot that butt meat up, this movie says. Hey, go on, scoot a furred. You'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the the edge. edge. Oh, my God, man. (laughs) And, of course, if you guys want to get straight on to the movie review, there's a timestamp for you in the uh, podcast description. You can skip on to the movie thing, but then you're going to ruin my fucking birthday, dick. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You're going to ruin it. Yeah. Do you want to do that to me? And this is the one where you dunked on Jesus and Buddy Holly. Oh, my God. And then you're going to dunk on me in response? What's the matter with you? Unfair. Why would you be that way? Bad person. I can't help how to live so long. That's true. You know? <laughs> I can't help it. Do you remember how old 40-year-olds were when we were kids? Yeah, they're way older than we are. I don't think this is yeah. an imagined thing. Like, no. I, I don't think that this is the kind of thing where we're like, oh, yeah, it was just unrealistic expectations. There are like 40-year-olds currently. Like, we could probably go outside right now and find a 40-year-old that looks 20 years older than both of us. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah absolutely so. I know them, yeah. in fact. Um, I guess smoking dope and not having kids has its <laughs> that, benefits. Yeah, it'll keep you young for sure. I guess sure. so, because yeah. <laughs> we're still both just strapping young men. Exactly, yeah. In the prime of Lyme. Uh-huh. 38 years old. What man. about that, huh? Three and eight. I know, man. Together. I'm still not exactly sure what I want to do for like my actual birthday day. Yeah. You know? I'd wear my birthday suit all day. Birthday suit and all yeah. day. All day. Dick out. Yeah. I wouldn't let it stop me from doing things, though. No. Yeah. I still got places to go, things to do. Yeah. Got to go get your free birthday dinner at Shoney's. In my birthday suit. In your birthday suit. Mm -hmm. Get a hot fudge Sunday. Uh Uh-huh. Ask where the hell Jeff Foxworthy is. True. Where's he at? So, you remember I mentioned on last week's show how we went to a Dollywood? Uh Uh-huh. That was part of a friend of mine's birthday. Okay. Who had the idea to have, like, a great 
trashy birthday to go to Dollywood and hoop and holler and then okay. go to Dave and Buster's afterwards. Okay. In Gatlinburg or somewhere right. or wherever it is and just be like trashy fun, you know? Okay. Um, which it was. I bet. The food was whatever. The uh-huh. arcade games, they were all right. <laughs> I thought about just like maybe doing a sad birthday one year. Oh, yeah? yeah. All right. Where are you going? I'm going to get like everybody together and make them go to Shoney's on Broadway. <laughs> on Broadway. Yeah, specifically okay. that one. I all think right. it's sadder than the other yeah. ones. And then maybe we all, you know, we have to watch like Requiem for a Dream. Have to. Have to. Have to. I okay. make everyone do it for my birthday. Clockwork Orange style. They yeah, got the yeah, fucking the things keeping their eyes open. open. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody's silent. No picking up your phones. It's right. my birthday. God damn it. I think it's a plan. Sad birthday. What do no, you think about that? I, I, listen, that sounds like the most like Davy Stranger. That's a Davy Stranger birthday. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like. I, I feel like, though, Davy Stranger for his birthday goes to Chuck E. Cheese. Just really lives it up. Yeah. No child. No one else. No. Just by himself. Solo. And he writes songs. I like Like, that. in the corner. It's not bad. While crying. How, like, life <laughs> skee-ball is. He just picks up a piece of cheese pizza, wipes num, off num, his num, tears. Num, num. Aww. <laughs> that's just sad. It is sad. So that's that's his sad birthday. Oh, yeah. I like mm-hmm. that, man. Yeah, I don't know what I want to do. Probably just uh, fucking play guitar and watch horror movies. My favorite things. I, listen, that sounds like a fun time, except for the playing guitar part for me. That wouldn't be fun for you. No, nah, it'd be frustrating because I wouldn't know what I was doing. You don't know all the chords. Who do you think you are? Guitar George? Uh, unlike Guitar George, I don't know. I don't know any of the chords. None of the chords. I might know one chord. Yeah? C, maybe. That's a good one. Is it a good chord? If you're going to know one, that's a pretty good one to know. All right. Well, if you okay. play a C, you can probably do some damage on that thing. You <laughs> probably mash on it some. I think you need to know three chords, right? At the very least, for a it's song. It's good, too. Right. Yeah, minimum three. It's probably a good starting point, okay. I'm going to say. Bling, bling, bling. Yeah, bling, bling, and bling. Are, are, those are all pretty good ones to know. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tried a blonde? Oh, Bling, bling, blong. See, that's different. Yeah. That's better. Blah, Let's be blah, honest. Bling, bling, blong. No, 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 no. The first no. one's better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So just stick with that. I think you're going to be on the right track. All right. I'll All figure right. it out. So I'm going to have myself, uh, I'm simply going to have a wonderful birthday time. Simply have a wonderful birthday time. Synthesizer. The moon is right. Oh, my God. It's a ritual sacrifice. It is. It is. It's known, man. Uh-huh. It's been a long time since we recorded a podcast. It's been almost 45 minutes. Yep. <laughs> Ate some walnuts. You had, you had a, a, a long yellow. I had a long yellow. Uh-huh. One of my favorite snacks. You have yourself a, a long yellow banana, uh-huh. and uh, you take a bite of that. You take a bite of walnuts, and you'll think you're having banana bread. <laughs> You'll think you are. You'll know you're not, but you'll, you'll know think you're you not. are. Yeah, but your brain, like part of your brain will be like, I think that is that. It's kind of that. Yeah, and the rest of your brain can go, yeah, it is. It's pretty much yeah, that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So I had myself a little snackage here. We've been uh, we've been a drinking because we also just recorded our episode on a Sylvain Boulet. <laughs> I don't think we ever said silver bullet aloud in the episode on silver bullet. <laughs> good. <laughs> Fucking good. You know what movie you're listening Hell to. Yeah. Come hey, on. Dude, it's all written down there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's been a long while since we did ourselves an episode. We're double heading because I've got myself some really busy, hectic traveling shit going on. I'll talk about that more on the next episode whenever I return from it. But it's going to be some fun stuff. Yeah, but I'm we excited. are just packed up. 
slammed up, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got we're, we're full of walnuts and alcohol. Double cheeked up, double cheeked even mm-hmm. like a dang old uh, hamster. Or I am wearing my short shorts over here. You are. Sorry. I mean it is hot as hell outside. Hot as I hell. decided to wear the least amount of clothing possible. Just minimum. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> it worked too. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It's definitely fucking smoking out there in Tennessee. Uh, but I have been having myself a good old time, man. Yeah. Doing just some long work, doubleheader podcast mm-hmm. stuff. Just fucking mashing Kicking ass. this work out, man. How you been since last time? Oh, I feel like I've really changed a lot as a person in man. the past 45 minutes. I've, um, you know, I really, I've, um, I've rethought Silver Bullet and I'm just like, you know, mm. maybe it was a five and a half. Who wow. Knows? Okay. You changed. But then I'm going back and I'm like, yeah, maybe it's a four and a half. So who Whoa. knows? Who knows? Such is life, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, not nothing has happened. We, we just sat here at this table and then talked about what we were going to talk about for this. We had snacks and peed. We did. It was fun. Together. Together. Well, we held hands. Cross the streams, even. While snacking and while peeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crossing the streams was a good idea. Yeah. Turns out. Kate was you mad should. about cleaning it up, but we're little boys and we don't know how to do that. I can't we control said. my stream. Yeah. It's known. <laughs> it is known. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah, so, you know, I had watched a thing or two yeah. that I didn't mention on the last episode because mm-hmm. I knew we Same. were doing two. Yeah. But it's not been that much. Okay. I'll tell you about a couple of things. Tell me about it. One of them is something that I seen somebody post on the Facebook. Oh. A friend of mine posted this old vintage, it looked like 1960s era, uh, Miracle Whip advertisement about a pear salad. Okay. In which you take uh, a can of halved pears. Uh-huh. You, you cut a little dugout in the middle of it, and then you fill that up with Miracle Whip, and this is what people apparently ate. Yeah. So this friend of mine is like our age and she was like, I'm about to throw up. I can't believe this existed. And then like she got comments from a bunch of like boomers being like, oh, my God, I used to have this all the time growing up. We also used to put Velveeta cheese on it. What's the matter with people? What? I don't know. Boomers are crazy. Why did they eat this? A half can pear filled up with Miracle Whip. And then with melted Velveeta cheese. Like, right. I, I saw one person post it, and I was uh-huh. like, this is one of those weird family dishes. Yeah. No, like five more people are like, yeah, and Velveeta cheese. All right, so it's kind of the kind of the premise of like a baked brie with, with pears, right? But all fucked off. Right, but it, I... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not interested in it for sure because the the may, the mayo of it, the miracle whippiness of it. Yeah, that horrific. seems like a weird combo. Like it's but, like the brie and pear thing, but with lotion spread on it. Right. Why? Well, like I mean, I I love mayo. You're fan, but it's it doesn't belong with pears. It's a moist maker in a sandwich. It is known. Well, and, and in this case, like, I really feel like that's what they were trying to do is to, because brie, you know, it's a, it's a soft cheese. Yeah. So with the, with the um, uh, you know, the Velveeta, you're getting that, like, sharpness or whatever, and then you're getting that sort of, like, soft. That cheese sensation. Cheese sensation, but not, <laughs> oh, man. It's just a mess of problems. Dude. It really is. It's it just really a, is. And it got me to thinking about stuff that, like, you know, other other boomers that I have known 
uh-huh. considered to be a gourmet delicacy. Yeah. Uh, things involving crimes against vegetables in the form of cans and things that are just cooked to damn death. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, it's... It's... What, like... Truly horrific. I know that, like, some of it was a f- kind of a flex. Because, like... So, like, the reason why um, there were so many aspics and whatnot in the early 20th century... gelatins and so on. ...was because you, like... Originally, you had to either have a really good cook to make the gelatin because they're making it out of bones, or you had to be that really good cook who could make your own gelatin. So the aspect was like a flex. It was like, look how good my cook is or look how good of a cook I am. But then gelatin came along and replaced that. And it was like, well, look at all the things I can put in jello. Yeah. Watch me. Well, I don't care why are there deviled eggs in jello floating around why are there deviled eggs and olives in jello terrifying what the fuck is going on terrifying to terrify your guests (laughs) oh man that was the scariest thing i've seen all week yeah that's hair salad that is disgusting that's just fucking whack man yeah so other than that though well actually you know what i did watch another thing that was really scary um kate started that keep sweet Pray and Obey series on the Netflix. Okay, yeah. About the uh, fundamentalist Mormon yeah. society yeah. out there with all their marrying and wiving. Uh-huh, the, what's his name, Jeff, whatever. Yeah, what is it, Warren? Yeah, like that? that's it. Mm-hmm. Warren so, Jeffs. Yeah, that's it. So, Kate had started it, and I was kind of like, we were cleaning and stuff. I was kind of in and out of the room, and... I think about the second or so episode, I came in and I was like, now what's going on here? And she kind of mm-hmm. gave me a little bit of a rundown. So I, I haven't watched the first episode or about half of the second, but watch through the rest of it. It's only like four episodes. Mm-hmm. Man alive. Boy, it's fucked up. It is. You know, yeah. if, if you're just at a stage in your life where you're just feeling too good about people. Right. You wake up in the morning, you go, you know what? I think people's done doing wrong. <laughs> I don't think there's any wrong to be done. Oh. Maybe you watch that. Yeah. It'll set you back yeah. to reality. Welcome that. to the real world, jackass. <laughs> man, it's it's fucked up, man. There's a, it, it, you know, again, just no going into it. There is some pretty graphic detail about, uh-huh. say, 85-year-old men who have married 14-year-olds that don't even know what sex is yeah. and what their first time was like. It's not appealing at all well hey at least the state of tennessee has made that uh very much legal what do you mean didn't they just pass that uh law making it so that you could get married under 14 did or they whatever? seriously i hope listen not. the republic the the gop's entire platform is bringing back child marriage like that bring back the old ways yeah, they really want that back it's I don't. Just, yeah, I don't either. Um, because when you do that, there's entire documentary series to be made about how disgusting it is. I ain't got time to get a documentary made about me. I'll just marry an adult. <laughs> yeah. I ain't got time for that. They don't make documentaries about that. No. Two no, adults got, in, got married. Yeah, how and, boring. They were of yeah. age. Yeah. They'd known each other a while. It's not really interesting. <laughs> I don't want to be documentary fodder. No, I don't either. We Ugh. don't need that shit. But yeah, that that series was it was very well done, very well put together. Uh, there's a couple of people in there that are just like utter badasses that are total heroes of the yeah. entire story. And uh, holy shit, man, it is 
fucked up. I bet, yeah. It almost makes you think that people just made up some silly religion so they could do whatever they want to. <laughs> Not like non-silly religions. Yeah. Not like any of the other ones. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you guys what, though. Another tell thing me. that I watched this week that did make an impact on me, you want to fucking give me a happy birthday, go, on, go, go ahead and watch this right here on the YouTube. Okay. Do that for your Uncle Ben. So the Try Guys, I love the Try Guys. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes when I post about liking the Try Guys on public uh, social media things, people are like, those guys are women. What does that mean? I don't fucking know. Like, seriously, I've posted about the Try Guys a couple times, and I always get a handful of people being like, they have the combined testosterone of a 12-year-old girl. Okay. What the fuck are you talking about? What does that mean? I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. But anyway, they did a video on their uh, YouTube channel about, uh, it's called like, why Why don't we care about disabled people? Right, okay. What a bunch of dicks, obviously. Assholes. Bunch of women yeah. making a video about that. But anyway, like uh, Zach, which is one of the Try Guys, he has uh, chronic pain problems. He has, uh-huh. uh, what's it called? Ankylospondylosis. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. God, I can never fucking Ankylospondylosis? say it. Ankylospondylosis? That's one. Something, Something like, like that. that. Yeah. You know what we're talking about. Uh-huh. But he, uh, he lives with chronic pain and stuff. And um, this video he chose to make to kind of highlight how the, the pandemic has affected disabled people. Right. Which is one of those things, dude, where... Because I am very privileged mm-hmm. to live in the existence that I do, was not even something that I thought about. Oh, okay. He talked to people who have, um, I mean, everything from from Down syndrome to all kinds of other ailments mm-hmm. where they need assistance in their living. Yeah. And then suddenly when the pandemic hit, it's like, oh, my person who helps me take a bath yeah. can't come over anymore. And how the fuck does that affect your living? How are you supposed to get on with life when you need somebody and that person can't come over because of the pandemic. It was uh-huh. it was really eye-opening for me because it was just shit where I was like, I've literally not thought about this. Huh. I've only been thinking about the experience of myself and a lot of other people that I know and how it's affecting them. Um, it was really well thought out, really well put together, and, and again, very enlightening. Huh. I would okay. recommend watching that. Got to check it out. Yeah. It's only like a, I don't know, 16-, 17-minute watch. I want to go back to the combined testosterone of a 12 year old i don't know what i, I don't fucking know help man. me understand help me understand you ain't no man what okay so what you just like you just watch like macho man randy savage cut a promo all day like what the fuck are that's you t- what a man looks like <laughs> i don't fucking know and then what what benefit it is, is it to you to watch other people have testosterone what does that have to do with the kind of media you watch? Yeah, what I don't understand. Like I was gonna go see that new Top Gun, but I checked out Tom Cruise's recent uh, uh, testosterone levels, and I decided it wasn't high enough for me. Yeah, I just don't the get. Fuck? What like, are you talking about? I don't understand. I mean, it's it's unfortunate because, like, you know, I watch a lot of stuff about weightlifting and whatnot because it's a thing I do and I I enjoy it, but. The people that automatically turn me off are the people that when you they just instantly start talking about testosterone levels and stuff, and it's like that's the measure of how much of a man oh you are. Oh my god, I dude! I just want to go make a heavy thing be not on the ground anymore. Like that's shut, it. The, fuck shut up. the fuck up! Just like be be 
the thing you are or or pursue the thing you want to be and stop fucking judging everything yeah. you see in and terms of and don't get masculinity mad at other people when they're not that thing it's so ridiculous anyway being a human's actually easy it would be so much easier. You're not a dickhead. Were it not for so many dickheads who were just like, Ugh. you know what? I'm gonna make this real hard. Yeah, let's let's yeah. try hard mode instead. Yeah. Dickheads. Yeah. Worth watching though, seriously. Go check it out. Really, really eye opening stuff. Yeah. What have you been okay. watching on? Uh I, I as I said a couple weeks ago that um I had start, started a rewatch of Stranger Things. I finally I'm dying to. I'm ready to do yeah. it again already, man. I just got back to season four, just watched the Dear Billy episode. That's the nice Victor Creel episode. Just fucking one of the best episodes of the the volume one yeah, man. of this new season. It's so good. So I, good. Dude, I love too how and especially, you know, now that we got four seasons of it to watch, you see where like every season it's like, yeah, it has the same vibe, same characters and mm-hmm. all that, but it feels like a different style. Right. You know, like every season has its own unique flavor to it's it, true, I guess yeah. I would say. Yeah. I just watched all the way through them and I see what you're talking and about. And they're kind where... of different phases of the 80s. Yeah. Where, like, the, the first season was the childhood we grew up in where it's like, no, this pretty much still looks like the 70s. Right. Everything is brown wood paneling uh-huh. yeah. and shit like that. Um, you get later on into like season three and that's when like the mall madness mm-hmm. thing kind of starts. Season four has a little bit of that more like, oh man, it's like kind of trashy metal. Yeah. Satanic panic, Dungeons and Dragons era. You got Mike wearing that like, uh, like super kind of uh, neon shit and whatnot. Yeah, dude. yeah. And then uh, Argyle is like, is that Ocean Pacific? And I was oh, like, man. Ocean Pacific. Fuck like my, yeah. my brain was just like, what? That guy I forgot about Argyle. that. I swear, man. Just let him be. I, I said this before. Let him be the stoner and everything. Yeah, that he's guy great. Rules. He's, he's great. awesome. He's, he's awesome. Did you see yeah. Booksmart yet? Booksmart, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. that too. Yes, yeah. He's, Whenever he's, I saw uh-huh. that guy, I was like, what do I fucking know? Oh, it's Booksmart. Yeah. It's the guy that hooked uh-huh. up with the teacher. Uh-huh. It's awesome. So good, man. Yeah. Okay, so second rewatch. Yeah. It's, Season four is still good? Yeah, man. I, I like it even more, honestly. Like, um,. You know, I just pay, paying more attention to the characters and because, and like, you know, I hadn't actually rewatched season three in a long time when I watched season four before. Yeah. So I didn't God, really remember fully where they were emotionally coming into it. And so getting to, like, remember all that and see it again, it's like, oh, man, like, I, I understand why Max is doing this and why Luke's is doing that, like why everybody is the way they are a lot better and and yeah it's i've just enjoyed it more yeah man so check it out if you haven't if you like stranger things if you don't whatever you know go to hell well you you can just not like stranger suck things. a dude's dick but not in a good way yeah 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 like like it's a dick you don't like i don't like this one yeah <laughs> Like, That's you, what you should do. You say aloud to yourself, I don't like this one, and nom, then, nom, but nom, you nom. still force yourself Yeah, because you're like, well, I have to. That's what you deserve because I don't like Stranger Things. Because I don't things. like Stranger Things. <laughs> you just got to go find an unlikable dick and do your thing to it. This is the fate you deserve. All right? Wow. This is going to be rough for some people, I feel it's gonna like. It's going to be a yeah. hard listen yeah. for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Man, there's some movies I've been dying to go see that I've just not gotten around to yet because it's been so damn busy. I still ain't seen that, that multiverse of a madness, a Doctor I haven't Strange. either. Come, uh, um, 
By the time this comes out, it will be out. Oh, no shit. Like streaming like? On Disney Plus, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, then. Well, yeah, June 22nd, I believe, is when it comes out. All right. Um, and The Northman just hit Peacock. I was going to ask if you watched that one I yet. I haven't watched it yet. Oh. I, I got... I was preparing for these two episodes. I am probably going to watch it in the next couple of days because I'm excited. I don't know what your your TV setup situation is. Uh-huh. Um, it's one that you want to watch, not in like direct sunlight. Like if you have a TV where it's right. like in the gotcha. sun, like uh-huh. and it's like you know glinting off of it and shit. Right. There's a lot of darkness in the movie, uh-huh. so you want it to be dark whenever you watch the gotcha. flick. Okay, dude, I look forward to seeing what you think about that. Yeah, movie. I'm excited to. I watch think that's it. fucking uh-huh. awesome. Man, that Skarsgård, he is shredded, and he is Viking as hell, and it's yeah. got a bajork in there. She's in there bajorking. <laughs> She's bajorking. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the same way that like Lady Gaga has her fans that are called the Monsters or whatever? Uh-huh. Do you think Bajork has the Bajork-offs? <laughs> well, I, I do like Bajork, yeah. uh, and I would... I would gladly go by the name Bjorkoff. I'm Ben and I'm a Bjorkoff. Yeah. <laughs> I love Bjork, man. She's great. Yeah. I bet she's a singer. She, she's man. singing at you. Uh, she and, uh, I mean, I'm not uh, an expert on music. In sure any way, you are. But she, she Your and. Your podcaster, act like one. <laughs> you're right. She and uh, Regina Spector both are able to do things where it's like they they make decisions nobody else would make. Yeah, like strange in, choices. Strange choices, yeah. and it works for some reason. Totally works. Bold. Every time, like, how the fuck did you make that work? No, man. Like, Regina Spector, like, how the fuck are you making dolphin noises? Why are you doing that? And it still works. Why are you giving me that ki-ki-ki-ki? <laughs> Why are you doing that? I never thought about ki-ki-kiing in a song. Yeah, but then here it comes. You need to get into that Aurora. Aurora? Aurora. That uh-huh. bitch will sing at you. She uh-huh. comes at you singing. She does, huh? Okay. Full on. All right. Coming Check out Aurora. Oh, my God, man. She'll okay. sing at you a little bit. Yeah, I want to go see that stuff, man. I want to go see that new Top Gun. I keep hearing that it's a fucking blast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's got... Uh, doesn't have Jennifer Connelly in it? It's... I think so. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, it does. Yeah. Uh, I keep hearing from everybody that's like, well, you know, it's not like a life-changing movie, but neither was the first one either. It's right. Like, well, yeah. no. no. It's just big, fun action and jets flowing around and Tom's cruising. Tom's cruising. Just yeah. cruising. He's at cruising altitude. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah, no, I'd I'd watch the hell out of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I need to go check that one out. And of course, we also got some good horror flicks coming down the pike here soon. We oh, got yeah, that I'm note excited. hitting the screen here mm-hmm. soon. That new Jordan Peele. Yep. Very excited for that one. And what's that? That Ethan Hawke at Black Phone or something? The Black Phone, I believe it's called. Yeah. I it, keep hearing it'll spook you. Yeah the 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 design of the the poster or whatever looks pretty fucking cool. It looks yeah. intrigued. Yeah. I am intrigued to watch it. So. I yeah. don't know, but I'm kind of worried about the marketing where it's it's being so marketed heavily as like you're gonna make lemonade in your pants. Yeah, and if you're if you're a horror fan, you've been seeing that because I I, I I feel like it was months ago that they released that sort of poster. Been seeing that for so long that it's like it's it it's not gonna be as I feel like it's not gonna have much of an impact when you see it on the screen when you've been seeing that that poster for months ahead know, of time, right? right? Yeah, but. You know, maybe they know they got more to it than just that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so maybe we'll, we'll find out, yeah. man. We'll just have to watch that thing and find out. Kind of been tempted to watch that sadness as well. You know that sadness. one? It's uh-huh. like a, it's like an Asian uh, zombie infection oh. madness movie. 
A lot of people have been saying it's like, this is the most fucking gory, depraved, brutal fucking movie ever made. Okay. The trailer looks really gory. I get the impression that it has a lot of um, really unnecessary like sexual violence in it. And it's like, well, that's oh. not... That's that's just a low blow right there. I don't okay. really know why that needs to be in a zombie movie. I would love to see some great gore and shit, though. So, I don't yeah. know. If you guys have seen it, let us know about it on the uh, the Facebook group. Yeah. I keep hearing about it. But, again, I don't really want to watch something if it's like that, you know? Yeah. No, that's, that's not fun. No. At not all. at all. Zombies plus sexual violence. Damn. Not interesting. That's dang necrophile stuff. Yeah. What that is right no, there. No, I'll have to check into that, though. I haven't, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, you know, we've not had a whole lot of time to watch stuff since we recorded our last podcast. Yeah. But you know what we have had time to do? What's Think that? about the next Kobe we're going to slam Hell on. Hell yeah. We've got ourselves right here another Monday night. Here, you do the honors there. That's yeah. a Monday night Bruins company. This is the last of that uh, that batch of beers that we got there. Yeah, yeah. Anna and uh, Emily picked these out. And this one... Uh, Entirely on packaging. Alone. Yeah, and this one I get. It has a, a what looks like a, a rabbit pulling a baby out of a hat. Hang on now. Huh? That ain't a bobble. That's a little opposite. Uh, this is a Cloaks and Mirrors Sour Milkshake IPA with peaches, cinnamon, and vanilla. That sounds like a lot of components. It does. That sounds Sour like a hat on a hat. Milkshake IPA with cinnamon. Now, peaches, vanilla, and cinnamon, that's my thats my favorite disco group from the 70s. Yeah, right everybody there. loves them. They got some jams. Uh-huh. But in a, in a beer, especially a Sour IPA, uh-huh. I got my skeptical face on right now. I'm skeptical. Yeah. But you do remember Peaches, Vanilla, and Cinnamon had that song. Gonna make a funky milkshake beer. I mean, it was their biggest hit. Yeah. Yeah. The bass line is just pumping in that thing. Boom, boom, doo, doo, doo. That's boom, the one. Boom, boom, doo, 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 doo. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it right there, man. <laughs> so we'll find out about this thing right here and see what it does. It looks just like a big old uh, creamy, frothy, kind of hazy jaw yeah. right here. It, it smells like, like a sour. It does smell kind of tart. Yeah. Again, sour IPAs hit and miss. They can be. They can miss for sure. I've had some misses. But I've had some hits too. I've had a couple of hits, a couple to a tree. But this milkshake thing in here, I guess it means it's probably got a lactose in there. What's that do to you? Oh, man. That has what I guess they were probably going for. Was kind of a, a peach cobbler thing, but it kind of works. Yeah, because honestly, like yeah, with the peach and the lactose, yeah, it's giving me an alamodi. Mm-hmm. But then the tartness, I don't know. It's like a squeeze a lemon on a on a peach cobbler or something. Yeah, kind of like that. Interesting, because that's yeah. the thing that was kind of making me skeptical about this is like knowing it was a yeah milkshakey thing and sour. It's like cool. So it's a sour milk IPA. Great. Ooh. But actually, this kind of works. It's a little sweet. Like I'm glad it that is. It is a little sweet. Yeah. We halved it. Yeah. I don't think. I, I don't think I would drink a whole one. No, because it, it is it is a little sweet and and like the balance of the sweet and tart is is there though. Like it's sweet, but it um it's not like cloyingly sweet. Like no, yeah. And that's actually a really kind of clean finish on mm. there. It's not really heavy. Yeah. But at the same time, it has a lot it. of flavor, so it's not super light either. I'm not really mad at that. Yeah, I can't think of a Monday night 
that I've had that's bad. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't think they really yeah, make they a lot of much, junk. They pretty much nail it. <laughs> yeah, they do a good thing. Well, damn. What about that? What a nice surprise. It's a nice birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I did just put a magic hat on Ben to bring him to life. I do have to do that every week for the podcast. Happy birthday. And he says that every single time. Go yeah. and suck a dude's dick if you don't like Stranger Things. Happy <laughs> birthday. But don't enjoy it. Don't like it. It better be a dick you don't want to suck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is our speed episode. Our speed episode. People are going to tune in. They're going to be like, oh, can't wait to hear about Speed, my favorite movie. And then they'll hear us talking about you being a snowman who <laughs> is asking people to suck, suck a, a dude's dick. dick for not liking Stranger One Things. One star review. Listen to find out if I should watch Speed. <laughs> Man talked you about should, being frosty. You should watch Speed. Yeah, watch Speed. The end. Of course you should. <laughs> Guy told me to suck a dude's dick. I didn't want to. But I mean, they seem to think that was the thing that should happen. I don't like Stranger Things. <laughs> it was his birthday. <laughs> I'd like to know his testosterone count. Oh, Jesus. This yeah. guy again. This guy. Oh. Well, you know, Steve, the movie that we're talking about today is one SP'd. Mm-hmm. SP'd. Which features one Sandy B. Uh-huh. Sandy B. What you know about one Sandra Bullock. Um, she was raised for twelve years in Germany and spoke German. Good on her. Uh-huh. All right. Um, she. Uh, oh, she was America's sweetheart there for a while. That's true. Yeah. Uh. Oh, and she was also married to that Nazi for a while. That was less sweet. Less sweet. I'm yeah. gonna call that a low <laughs> point in her life. Yeah, for career. sure. When for she sure, yeah. Married that you know neo-Nazi guy. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say that was less than sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it that seems turned into like America's sweet tart. Right. It did seem like people really had accepted uh, that Jesse James guy and his his choppers and whatnot and their use of Nazi the Iron Cross. Yeah, and the so use forth. of Nazi imagery. Yeah. It seemed like the whole country was just cool with that, too. So I guess she was still America's sweetheart when that was happening. That was such a weird thing. Yeah. With, like, the West... Was it West Coast Choppers? West Coast Choppers, yeah. And, yeah, like, let's use an Iron Cross and an Eagle. Yeah. Are you trying to tell us something? Yeah. And then this there is, was just the picture of him wearing the Nazi hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like when Rob Halford was like, I really want people to know I'm gay. Mm-hmm. I'll just, I don't know, wear bondage gear on stage and bring and out a bridal they're all like, I guess shit. that's what you do if you're metal. It's metal, I guess. <laughs> all right. Yeah, well. He was trying to tell people something. They just weren't looking for no, it, I guess. No, Oh, my God. Do you have any particular connection with old SB? Any, uh... Any fondness? I, I, di- I dated a girl who was often told she looked like Sandra Bullock. I so. bet she was quite a looker. She she was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Old Sandy was, I, I think, my first documented crush. Oh, okay. Quite a fan. Documented. Documented. Like, it is written. They they brought in they brought in the council. We brought in the scribe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. He came in. He unrolled the unfurled. papyrus. His papyrus of yep. first crushes. Uh huh. And that, wrote mine down. Yeah. It is known. Uh huh. Uh, I've always had a fondness for one Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Less so with the the Nazi stuff. Well, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, less. that doesn't help. 
and, sure. and Bird Box was was horrible conservative <laughs> propaganda. Well, she didn't make it, but yeah, but she was. It in. was pretty much it was not yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite Sandy B movies? Anything coming to mind? I mean, for you? this is my favorite Sandra Bullock. Movie. It's kind of hard to beat. Honestly. It is kind of hard to beat. Uh, the Heat, that one she was in. I the, never saw that with um, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Okay, that was funny. Oh wait, did I see that? Which one is that? Uh, it's recent, they're, right? They're like, they're in like Boston or whatever. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I I don't know exactly what happens in it. Hmm. They be copping Must together. Must be good. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> I got a handful of Sandy flicks I got a weakness for. Okay, let's hear them. I love a practical magique. Okay. What you know about that? Um, Witches, huh? Witchy womans. Two I mean, of them. It does seem like the type of thing we will eventually cover on the show since technically That's a Halloween it's witches. That's yeah, sure, uh-huh. right? Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I haven't seen that in... It's probably... I saw it the one time... On HBO back in the day. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're missing out. Am I? Okay. Just totally missing. You're blowing it. Oh, damn. All right. Hey, your life is ruined right now. Is it? Ruined. It was better before, you're saying. Yeah, you don't and even know And now it, it is decimated. Mm-hmm. All yep. right. You got to take back the power. <laughs> By watching. Practical magic. Watching practical magic. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The net. What do you know about that? Oh, man. She orders a pizza, I remember. She hacks. She she hacks. She hacks, yeah. dude. I bet that movie has aged gracefully. I've you not know, seen it in a while. Anytime they dis- like tried to show hacking in the 90s. I love it. Yeah. It's so accurate. Yeah, for sure. It definitely isn't uh, a boring thing. It's a super exciting thing where you where you do a lot of clacking on a keyboard. Yeah. And Jurassic Park style. Jurassic Park style. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, uh-huh. it's not just boring lines of code. Right, you're not just plugging in like a, like a flash drive and waiting. Yeah, couldn't be that. <laughs> couldn't possibly be that. Yeah. What do you know about a while you were sleeping? Oh, that's, that's a weird ultimate. one. That's a no, we- it's great. It's. I mean, I haven't seen it ever. I don't think. But isn't the story that she pretends she like saves a guy or something, and then pretends that they were in a relationship, and then falls for his brother? Yeah. What's weird about that? Nothing. Exactly. You know what? Nothing. You talked yourself out of it. it sounds <laughs> like it's very normal. So now you're on my page. Yep. <laughs> um. It is my secret skill. It is my secret power. Uh huh. I can probably recite that movie line for line from memory. What? I'm not kidding. Okay. It's kind of eerie. I have watched that movie 80 million times. This is... I feel like you have more than a crush on Sandy B. It might be a thing. Yeah, it might be a thing. I might have a thing. You have a thing. That thing, like Lauren Hill spoke about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh It is written. Uh, Okay. It is is foretold. Yeah. That's you and Sandy B. Might be, man. Mm -hmm. It might be. So I've always had a soft spot for one Sandra Bullock in my mm-hmm. life. But you know what I'd like to find out? What's that? I think it's time we found out which Sandra Bullock character we are over here in the Purview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace. Yes, dude. It's been a while since we did old BuzzFeed quiz on here. We yeah, got to consult I know. with those fucking witches and wizards over there at a BuzzFeed. So that way we might find out who it is we are. Are we Annie driving a bus around? I, mean, I don't know. Are we la- Lake House Lady? The house in the Lake? 
When did you say that movie came out? 2006. That's impossible. That's impossible. That it's movie is movie. from 1998. It's it's no. Yeah, it's a new movie. Also, that meaning 1998. Yeah. Right. It Lake House. Like what? I swear that came out when I was in high school. How about that? That somehow. forces of nature. Maybe you're hooking up with a Ben Affleck. <laughs> Maybe that's you. I don't know any of these movies. Maybe you're fighting evil Joe Bonamassa in okay. Murder by Numbers. I talked about that one recently. Oh yeah, on the Funny the, Games. Yeah, Funny Games episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe you're her. Maybe I am. Only way to find out. Let's take Let's find this out. quiz. Okay. It's a shorty one here. It's not too long. Uh huh. All right. So our first question here is. Choose a cast mate. Uh huh. All right, Steve, you going with a Canoe Reeves, a uh-huh. Ryan Reynolds, a Deadpool himself, huh? Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. She's everybody. She's every she woman, basically. It's all in her. Michael Caine, who looks like Joe Biden in this My photo. My cocaine. My cocaine. Travante Rhodes. I don't know who Travante Rhodes is. I was about to ask you who that was. All right. He's the youngest person here, so that means we don't know. <laughs> Or what about a Jorge Clooney? Jorge Clooney. Uh, well, him and his tequila empire. This is not hard at all. I'm going to pick Kate Blanchett. That's a strong choice right yeah. there. I'll tell you this. If you hung out with a Jorge Clooney and you got to have some of his tequilas, uh-huh. they ain't bad. You ever had his tequila? Well, which one is it? Casamigos? Or? Casamigos. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Or is that, the, is that the Breaking Bad guys? Oh, right. I don't remember. Whose is whose? Yeah. Fuck. I can't remember either. But it actually is pretty fucking good okay but i think you know what given these choices right here i'm gonna go with canoe canoe it seems like the more i learn about the guy the more it's just like you know what this guy is sweet he's a nice guy he is a nice guy it's true maybe i'll go with Uh him okay ben we're gonna pick an article of clothing all right tell me about all right we gotta choose from a puffer jacket that thing is just puffing man is it threatened it, it must be. It's probably threatened. Wouldn't it's it trying cool? to strangle a shark. Maybe this is something that we do. Yeah, this is our new thing. We we start a clothing line of like a, the real puffer jacket. Uh-huh. And it has like this thing in the pocket that you can squeeze on that like inflates whenever you feel threatened. <laughs> and like spikes and stuff come out. Think about it. Like you're getting yeah. mugged. Puffer jacket. Yeah. You're on a subway and you want some space puffer around jacket. you. Puffer jacket. Uh-huh. Maybe that's a thing. All right. Uh, we got a body con dress. I don't know what a body con is. Maybe it means contouring because that's what the dress looks like. No, it's a dress you wear to a body convention. Oh, yeah. for all the like corpse convention. Right. Yeah, it's a necrophile <laughs> thing. <laughs> corpse body convention. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we got a floral dress. Specifically this floral dress. No others before this dress. Right. Mm. And this floral dress is uh, drab. It's drab, y'all. Yeah. Uh, a suit, which is just a just a black ladies' pants suit. Very fancy. A gray tank top. Relaxed. Or a trench coat. That trench coat, specifically. Yeah. Damn. Some choices here. What are you thinking, Ben? What are you going to put on? I'm going to puff jacket. I well, never yeah. had a puff jacket until this, uh, this winter. I got a nice light puffer jacket. Uh-huh. It's great. Lightweight. Keeps you warm where you need to be. Uh-huh. I'm a puff a little bit. Okay. Also, it expands and it has spikes that come out when I feel threatened. Well, that is helpful. Very yeah, helpful. You do like that. You do like that. I like that. I like things that are nice. I think, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's that time of year where you don't want to be wearing a whole lot of clothes. I'm going to pick that gray tank top. You need that tank, man. Yeah. You need that tank. What's a tank bottom? Huh. 
We've perfected the tank top long ago. Well, I would assume a tank bottom is one of those uh, uh, pairs of like banana hammock underwear that yeah. has a dick pouch. Okay, so that's like the that's like the tank thing. It's like that's the, the tank. The the tank the tank bit. Okay, the bit the shooty bit. More of a, a taint top. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah, like that. Taint top. Taint top. Well, it is hot as hell out there, so it you're is. choosing the right thing. <laughs> All right, Steve, now we got to pick ourselves a drink. Okay. We're going to get ourselves a drink. We're already drinking. We're going to drink some more. Let's do it. You're going to have a Martini. Martini. You're going to have a Just Water Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. What about a Champagne? Uh-huh. An Orange Jusé. Okay. Some Vino. Uh-huh. Or are you Mr. My fucking testosterone is through the roof, and I'm playing a sport. I need to replenish my salt and sugar. I'm going to have a sports drink. Mm. What are you having, son? Um, I mean, of these, I I, I would pick a, a martini, I would guess. You know what? I've never had just you a straight-up, regular-ass martini. Now, things like a, an appletini and yeah. flavored things, yes, I've had these. Okay. But just a straight-up, like, hey... Just chill some fucking vodka or gin and throw a lemon peel in it and call it a day. Never had one. Well, you also got to splash some vermouth around mm-hmm. the, the you old have that glass. In there. Yeah. Never had one. I uh, solid. Am I missing? Well, I out? mean, it's just booze. It's great. A cup of booze. I love booze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I use it like daily. Yeah. All what right. are you gonna drink, dude? I love me and champagne. Oh, yeah. It's rare for me oh, to yeah. find a damn meal that a champagne does not accentuate or make better. Uh huh. Yeah. It is a delightful thing. I'll take a champagne about every day, especially if it's slam pain. Slam pain. Slam pain. Slam pain. Yeah, dude. I yeah. need some of that shit. All right, Ben. Pick a talent. Ooh. Making music with wine glasses. Ooh, Sounds ooh. like it might be you. That might be me, dude. Navigating heavy machinery. That's essential for speed. It is. Yeah. Being a great parent. Not interested. Writing. You can write. You're literate. Planning things. I could use that. Driving. I'm already fucking great at driving. Okay. No wrecks for me, son. What talent would you pick? Planning things. For the love of God, yeah? somebody please help me. Especially, like, dude, after the year and a I half agree. of not doing anything yeah. during, like, COVID land, uh-huh. planning things. I've gotten worse at it. Please help me. I also need a lot of help with planning things, but well, just in the the uh, interest of getting a different answer, I'm going to pick uh, Navigating Heavy Machinery. Yeah? Because, you know, who wouldn't like to be good at driving a forklift or... Maybe using one of them big uh, backhoes or whatever. Maybe you do. Hey. Maybe you learn how to back that ass up. <laughs> huh? Yes. Back that hoe back ass up. That hoe ass up. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. That's how you... Yeah, that's... Wait, what? When you're in a backhoe. Oh, a backhoe. Yeah, and you reverse. Backhoe that ass up. Backhoe that ass up. That's good. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a trade. <laughs> you know? You can make some money doing that. Backhoeing that ass up. We got to pick an object. And Just an so object. Important. What do we got here? We got an astronaut's helmet. Okay. I don't know why I'd ever need that. Handcoofs. Okay. A blindfold. Is this a sexy thing? An engagement We're ring. We're sexy. So... so after you're engaged, then you're almost married, then you can start having sex. Then you could put a blindfold on uh-huh. and handcuff yourself and have sex. It's kind of goofy. An engagement ring, fine jewelry is the next choice. Right. Hmm. Or a driver's license. 
Huh. These are some disparate choices right here, aren't they? Well, you know, I sleep with a blindfold. Yeah. So I'm just going to pick that. You already have that. I already got one. I already got one of those. Uh-huh. Um, given these choices, considering that, you know, I live in America, and especially considering I live in the Southeast, uh, driving a car is a daily essential. Yeah. I'm going to go with a driver's license because I need that. My wife's got that astigmatism. She can't drive good at night or during the dusk. Oh, okay. She can't see good. Yeah. So I have to see good, so I got to drive. Yeah, yeah. I have to. Oh, my God. Who did you get? I got Debbie Ocean from Ocean's 8. Oh, an Ocean 8, huh? You are brilliant, calculated, and extremely patient. And you also have a pretty rebellious streak. Look at you, you little rebel. Uh-huh. You little wildcat. That's me. I'm a wildcat. You don't think much of authority figures, and you hate following the rules. It's just who you are, and you wouldn't change it for the world. Fuck the rules. I'm going to suck a dick I don't want to suck on, you say. Also, you roll with one heck of a girl gang. That is true. Yeah? Girl yeah. squad? Mm-hmm. Teen girl squad. <laughs> no, I don't roll with a teen girl squad. For All right. sure. All right. So that's let's a, let's just character. make sure that's clear. None of that. None of that. Okay. Adult girl squad. Adult girl squad. Okay. All right. So what about good. you? But hey, mm-hmm. are you... Annie Porter from Speed because I am. Holy shit. You got the best one. You're not out there looking for danger and adventure, but somehow it always seems to find you. Mm-hmm. But you're such a strong person inside and out, and so you're always able to handle every situation with grace and grit. Wow. This is what they say about me. So you're not her from Speed 2, though. No. Mm, no, from Speed, the original. That is a shame. Okay. The original one. The better one. Oh, right. Oh, Speed is the better one? Speed's the better wow. one than, than Somebody Speed Somebody over here blaspheming Speed 2, considered by many to be the best sequel ever made. Oh, my God. Just slamming its great name that it has <laughs> in the halls of cinema history. Yeah. So, I was thinking about this while we were watching the movie and after we were watching the movie because I fucking love this movie. Uh-huh. I was thinking to myself, have I ever watched Speed 2? No, man. Because like, I was thinking that I had and then you started talking about yeah. Willem Dafoe and shit. Yeah. And I asked Kate, I was like, haven't we watched this? And she's like, I think it was just like our parents were, yeah, her parents were watching it Uh huh. and it was on but we were doing something else. Because she doesn't remember it. it so is, maybe I've not seen it. It is uniquely terrible. Like, just... Interesting. So horrendous. So bad. Sounds fascinating. <laughs> I mean... We're on a cruise boat, right? Yeah, you're on a cruise boat. Known for their high-speed antics. <laughs> right. Cruise ships. You've also you've also got Willem Dafoe, who um, has... He has been poisoned by heavy metal... While working on a computer oh, like, system. like fucking Wasp and Dio and shit? Uh, yeah, kind of. Except uh, the the metal, instead of being music, is copper. Oh, like the Knoxville hard rock band Copper from back in the day? No, no, no. Like the element. Oh. Yeah. It's a little but less interesting. He's got he's got a way of like uh, keeping his copper levels in check, and that is uh, by putting leeches on himself. I don't know how that's relevant to a cruise ship. Well, he wouldn't trade he wouldn't trade his leeches for all the doctors in the world. Wow. Yeah. Those are his like buddies like. Also, Keanu's not in it. No canoe. No canoe. What happened to him? 
I thought they had a good thing going. They were going to build a relationship around sex. Well, uh, about six months together, he he got her um, some mace as a gift, and she thought it was perfume, and she sprayed it on herself. I guess that was enough to break up. Okay, again, yeah. I, I am on, I'm on Team Sandy here, but this kind of sounds like her fault. Well, um, that yes, like literally, no one would ever look at mace and go oh that must be perfume yeah yes okay yeah no if we're thinking of it in that term yeah you're right but otherwise it's like what a dick right he gave her mace i see mace and i think that guy is gonna mumble some rap at me (laughs) 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 he had that mushy diction dude he did mace yeah, and then he be- he became religious. I was gonna say, yeah, isn't he like Pastor Mace now? Yeah, it's weird. That's interesting. Can you imagine? No. Hey, who who wants to come up and be saved by Jesus? Mm, Nobody pra- even hears. Praise the Lord. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. That's my Mace impression. It was really good. Thanks. I was very much impressed. Yeah. So speed. So speed, uh-huh. dude. From what is this? Nineteen ninety four. Nineteen and ninety four. Yeah. I was merely a ten year old uh-huh. whenever okay. this come out. Not even a pube on me. Whoa. Nary a single Pubeless. one. It'd be a while. <laughs> wow. Before I found some. Okay. Yep. Okay. I so, was. Uh, I was about twelve. Yeah. So probably had a puberty. You probably had more than me yeah, at least when this came out. Too, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back then I could have borrowed a few from you if I'd have known you back then. I, and I would have let you. I'd be like, man, can I borrow just a handful? <laughs> I want to look cool. Can I borrow you a handful? Can I borrow you a handful of pubes, please? I'd come over to your to your door yeah. with a measuring cup. Be like, can I yeah. just borrow you a cup? Listen, I started making this recipe, and I just need a cup of pubes. I just need a cup of pubes. If you got any, he's on you. I was watching the love. With, or I was watching. I was watching Midsummer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I saw this recipe. I just gotta try it. It's just dang old. Uh, I yeah. need your pubes. Though. I need it. <laughs> I need that from a recipe. It's a common request. Yeah. All right. Uh huh. Good neighbor stuff. So this came out when I was ten, but I didn't see it when I was ten. I saw it when I was nearly a man. What? I think I was probably like seventeen or so whenever I saw this for the first time watching okay. it with Kate and her family because this is one of those ones that they watched like constantly. Like uh-huh. we were watching it last night, and honestly, man, I think this is maybe only I'm gonna say at maximum my third time seeing this movie. Okay. Ever. Um. We watched it back then. We watched it again, I want to say, like, right at the start of the pandemic. Okay. And then this was the most recent time that I watched it. Right. And she was like, I think I have this entire movie memorized. This is one that they used to watch, like, every fucking summer, Mm -hmm. guaranteed. Because, like most normal people, summertime was, like, action movie time. Right. Yeah. So she'd seen it a million times. I'd only seen this, again, maybe three times. And uh, that is my experience level with this thing. Had you okay. seen it like a million times yes. by the time we got here? Yeah, I think that's a pretty common experience because, um, I mean, the first time I saw it was uh, a rental. My um, my aunt had heard about, you know, people were raving about it once it came out on VHS. She rented it. We watched it. We loved it, thought it was great, etc. But the summer after it came out, uh, it was on HBO constantly. Yeah. Just all the time. Like, you could turn on HBO, speed was probably on. Tight. So, 
I remember that summer watching it so many times, and I, I feel like that was a pretty common experience for a lot of people of just speed was on, and why wouldn't you watch it? Like, why are you going to keep flipping through the channel when speed's on? Yeah, why would you even keep going? It's like yeah. if you found Die Hard. It's right, like, well, you're just done keep it surfing. on, watch it. Yeah. You're going to leave that thing on there, man. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I've also seen speed so many times. Um, I hadn't seen it. In a while, though, this was the first time I had rewatched it in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, not because you know I, d- I didn't like it, but just I'd never thought like let's watch Speed. Time to watch the Speed again. Right, yeah. I wonder what Sandra Bullock character I am. Right, <laughs> maybe it's like that. Uh, on rewatch, still great. It's still just a fucking yeah. great movie. Like honestly, I kind of picked this movie for my birthday choice as being like this seems like it'd be just kind of funny and stupid and yeah, cheesy to episode. talk about. Uh-huh. But, dude, I was watching it last night, and I was seriously just, like, on the edge of my fucking seat. Like, yeah. I was I was gripped the entire runtime. I right. liked this movie, I think, even more than I remembered. Uh-huh. It's one of those where in my head I was like, yeah, it's a cool movie. But you watch it again, and you're like, actually, this is a fucking fantastic, very just fun, very watchable movie. I, it has some great suspense and shit. I would say I had a similar experience uh, in both directions. One of just, like, really... Um, appreciating how fucking good speed is like uh, as what it is but i also had the experience of suddenly seeing some stuff where i was like that doesn't make sense okay there there might be a few things that happen but like because like you know i rewatch die hard and i don't i don't think that yeah it's rare that i would be like oh i don't understand why that would happen but with speed there was a few times where it was just like yeah and we'll get into them Sure. But there's a few that were just like, eh, I don't know why that would happen, but it works. It works fine. It's only that I was looking at it to talk about it on a podcast. That It's I, kind of different, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think really what struck me about this movie is the way that it works so well at being a suspenseful, just fucking stress fest. Yeah. Because unlike a movie like, like let's say even like, uh, fucking Terminator 2. Like, mm-hmm. none of us have ever been chased by a liquid metal robot man before. No, no. But, but this movie puts you in situations that you've either been in or could imagine being in. Mm-hmm. Okay, driving in LA traffic, stressful. Yeah. Um, also, you have to end up driving a vehicle you're not comfortable driving. Yeah. Stressful. Mm-hmm. Driving a huge vehicle in a city. This is giving me like being on tour flashbacks. Right. It fucking sucks. It does. It's, You've done some of that yourself. Yes, yeah. I've driven U-Hauls through big cities. It fucking sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. And everyone's life depends on it. And it, it's it's like that nightmare you have where you can't hit the brakes, but not only can you not hit the brakes, you have to hit the gas. Yeah. You have to accelerate. You have to go faster. Yeah. Yeah, it is totally that. Ugh. I've had many of those, yeah, the yeah. brakes don't work dreams. Right. And they're terrifying as shit. But in this case, it's like, no, you can't. Your life you depends on all. you not yeah. hitting the fucking brakes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it puts you in this situation where you're with all these characters that seem very normal and very relatable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like you're on a bus full of movie stars, for example. True. I think this is just one of those movies that puts you in a place where you're like, this seems relatable for me. And yeah. then shit just starts getting worse and worse bit by bit and Mm -hmm. we'll kind of talk about that more as we go on here but i was just really really stressed out in a fun way watching this flick yeah because i couldn't really remember how they got out of this situation 
Yeah. Because I've only seen it a few times. So uh-huh. I'm watching this flick and I'm like, I know that everybody doesn't die, but I can't remember how. Yeah. Because this situation fucking sucks for them. It does. I did remember the major stuff. Um, like there were there were small things. Yeah. Like that. I didn't remember why they that he let them take the bus driver off the bus. Like, yeah. There were just certain small things that I didn't remember why, and it really is just like real quick negotiation type of stuff. Yeah. Like. There's there's not a r- lot of back and forth on the negotiations. It's just like, can we do this? All right, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of that. He has a little bit of give to him. Yeah, which is fine because it's like also like he he still has all the pa- like uh, uh, Dennis Hopper, um, King Koopa. What's this? What is his name in this? Howard Payne. Howard Payne. Yeah, he does have all the power in this, though. We'll we'll talk more about just how dumb the LAPD is in this and whether or not that is intentional. It makes you wonder. Yeah. Makes a man wonder. But yeah, he yeah, there there's there's um there's so much about this movie that is just emblazoned in my brain forever and I I didn't realize how much I kind of compare other action movies to it automatically. Yeah. I know, yeah. And and it it is it is constant. It like Mad Max Fury Road is probably the most consistent action, action, action movie. I know. And this is right, like, near there. Dude, because, like, even when you think about absolute top-of-the-heap stuff like Die Hard... Yeah. I think this movie actually has more... It does. Yeah, per per minute, Uh in terms of, like, the entire runtime of the movie. Like, I think there is peril more in this movie than even something like Die Hard. It yeah. starts right away yeah. with like, oh, there's this fucking electrician guy. There's this guy being like, oh, you can't be back here. He gets stabbed in the neck. What the fuck is happening? Now there's this fucking elevator shaft right. that's gonna get blown up. Shit, they gotta save all the people. It's super suspenseful. There's like, again, this is also nightmare stuff. Uh-huh. People maybe getting pulled through this elevator. Maybe they're gonna get cut in half because it's falling and yeah. shit. Oh, shit. Now, suddenly, they're on a bus. Holy <laughs> fuck. That's a lot of the movie. Now, they're on a damn metro. Yes. It's constant. Like, it this is. movie really is, like you said, in terms of, like, action per hour content, mm-hmm. Fury Road is right there with it. And nothing in L.A. works, apparently. No. Nothing is finished. Based on a nothing true story. Works. <laughs> you know where they could fucking film a great movie like this? Where? Out at the damn airport out here. Oh, where they've been doing road construction for Our the entire past life, fifty years. Yeah. yeah, it'd be a great place for it. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would. Man, I drove there recently. It is the worst. Oh, and it's like, terrible. The, like that's the thing that this movie does really well is like it. It kind of like really works on your your fears about traffic and your fears about driving, and and like just this like. I mean, driving is the worst to me. Like, I like a drive. Well, here's the thing. Cars kill more people than like alcohol in a year, though alcohol is usually uh, attributing to some of those car killings. Well, sure. But like cars kill people like crazy and and buses kill people less and trains kill people even less. Like there are ways we could all get around real easy without taking our lives under our hands every single time we want to go to the store. We're looking at you, big magic carpet. 
Where's your lobbyist? Get in here. Oh, man. Finally. I've been wanting to fly around like an Agrabah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, like cars in general, they, we're we're stressed. The reason we hate traffic is because we are now powerless. You're stuck. Yeah. Like, and th- this is a situation where you're stuck. You're in this terrible situation. You have to deal with traffic in a new way because you can't stop moving. Nope. Like every single thing. Like it just you're running Im- out of gas at one point. Oh my god! It's every single stressful Your thing tires about are driving. Going flat while what you're driving. the fuck? All of it. Yeah. All and you have passengers. You got to deal with them as well. Like all this shit. Just constant fucking. So it keeps you so tense just the whole time. It does. And, yeah. you know, it's really weird because now that I think about it, maybe that's why I like this movie so much is because it is so keyed into, I guess, just some stress trigger that I have. Yeah. It's weird because I love driving. Yeah. And I love being in cars. Uh-huh. But because I've been a fucking poor-ass musician for most of my life, yeah. I've mainly had very unreliable, risky fucking cars yes. that do things like overheat and fucking run out of gas because the gas gauge doesn't work and uh-huh. shit like that. Like I've had a lot of car problems. So actually, I do have quite a lot of bad dreams about things like, yeah, running out of gas, mm-hmm. getting a flat and going out of control, uh, losing control of the car. I told you a million times on the show about that dream where I have where I'm driving up a really steep hill and I slide back. Yeah, I have a lot of like weird car triggers, mm-hmm. I guess. So this movie stresses me out in a really fun way, and I guess that's why. Yeah, it also uses that fear of elevators. Like elevators, naturally, like so many people are claustrophobic. Sure, there's all there's reason to be afraid because they can break and you can be stuck in them. I mean, it's it's far less likely that it's actually just going to snap and drop you entirely. Yeah, but that happens. Like, there's so many things to fear about that. The same with the train. Like the idea of a train going in one single direction at at high speed. Like, and you're in the dark in these tunnels. You don't know where you're going. A bunch of strangers. Yeah, yeah. So that like they picked all these like. Real relatable. good, tense, relatable situation. Yeah, yeah, dude. And it, it just comes together in a way that really does fucking work for me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the cast doesn't hurt either. Oh, yeah. Absolutely Pretty star-studded not. casting. Yeah. We got Canoe. Canoe. He's beloved now at this time. Uh, you know, he's still, you know, the Bill and Ted guy. He's yeah. the guy who people... Uh, he's point break. Yeah, he's Point Break. You I know? think that was out by now. It was. He was. He came out. You know, uh, Point Break came out before this. Like that was kind of what led to him getting the role was being able to carry an action movie like that. But like, and in this movie, he's kind of this like wild card cop, right? Who will fucking suggest shooting the hostage? But then he's right. put in a situation where it's like, man, you're not ready for this shit. Yeah, he he has these like uh these yeah, very wild solutions to things and now he's in a situation where he needs to be the calm, clear like, you know, presence yeah. to help all these people who are clearly going to be freaked out about the fact that there's a bomb on the bus. Mhm. Uh you got Dennis Hopper playing a villain. I mean, what more do you need? Yeah, when's that not a good idea? Yeah, for real. Like Dennis Hopper insane. You can see how he he definitely brought something. Like, I don't know if they particularly chose to have his left thumb gone 
or if that was his choice. But when he holds a phone, he holds it with his hand with the thumb, even though it's awkward. I couldn't like, figure that out. He yeah. held the phone in his right hand, which has the thumb, yeah. but to his left ear. Yeah. It's like this crossover thing. I was like, yeah. why don't you just fucking hold it to your right ear, dude? It's Dennis Hopper, that's why. he Because you, Dennis Hopper. Yeah, yeah, you know he was just like, it'll be weird if I do that. Like, I, I want people to be weirded out Question by this Question why guy. I'm doing it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, because that was confusing me during the movie, too. I was like, yeah, why, like, does, why, why do does that? he hold it that way? Also, you don't need a thumb to hold a phone. I was thinking about that, too. Yeah. I'm like, just hold it against your face, dude. Like, you got this. Yeah. Anyway. Do it whatever hand you like. But, yeah, he's Dennis Hopper. He's going to, like, you bring him in as the villain, he's going to bring it. I those mean, are the three that I remembered Bowser. being yeah. in here. Like, I remember those three people being in here. I forgot about a dang old JD himself. Uh-huh. And Jeff and Daniel. Yeah, Jeff Daniel's in this. I mean, uh, this is the same year that Dumb and Dumber came out. That is wild to yeah. me. That so is he, wild. He played two Harrys this year. That's true. And one of them was uh, taking a big diarrhea shit. Yep. And the other one probably shit himself, too. Probably. Because he got blowed up. He did get blowed up. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we got Joe Morton in here from Terminator 2, uh, Brother from Outer Space. Uh, he's in all sorts of he's stuff. He's in a ton of stuff. That's yeah. one of those guys, man, that like, when I think of this guy, I can never remember his fucking name, yeah. which makes me feel like an asshole. But I see him and I'm like, that's a guy from fucking Terminator. Yep. He breathes really fast. He does breathe really fast. He's a fast breather, <laughs> He's a fast breather. Yeah he, yeah, he brought about the end of the damn world. Uh-huh. Fucking awesome. That guy is really, really great. Yeah. Like, it's cool seeing him in Terminator 2 where he's a little bit more, um, I don't know, sympathetic. And in he this, is. he's like really a hard ass. He is. He's got he's some range on this feller. But he's, he's in charge of this whatever squad this is, the bomb on bus squad the SWAT elevator PD. squad yeah, yeah that's them uh-huh the vehicular terror squad and then also on the bus we got alan ruck aka cam it's from just fucking cameron dude yeah like that's what? who he is in my notes i just called him cameron cam yeah. that's who he is yeah. man right and uh, also beth grant who uh you'll recognize probably totally a ton of stuff uh she's she's in all sorts of things she does such a great job of like in she can be very lovable relatable character or also the annoying uh lady character like she can switch between those roles really easily very well and in this like at first we like her and then she real quick becomes like oh shit this lady's gonna get everybody killed yep yeah she does a real good job real quick becomes bus food bus food (laughs) She gets ate by a bus. She gets ate by a dang old yeah. bust right there. She yeah. does, don't she? Those are all the biggest names, I would say, other than this is a, a you might not have noticed this, but the bartender at the bar after they get their awards was played by Sandy Martin, aka Max Mom from Always Sunny. AKA uh, uh no. Napoleon Dynamite's aunt. For real? Yeah. That was the bartender? Yeah. Like, I, I saw her for a second, and I was like, what the fuck? Max Mom is in other stuff? She is. She's like an what? actress and all. This is blowing my mind. She's got, like, jobs and things. Holy shit. It's crazy. She gets paid. She does. She does. Yeah. Wow. I uh-huh. did not notice her. Yeah. There's also that one guy that's in the elevator at the start uh, of the, the movie. The eyebrow guy? The eyebrow guy. Yeah. Exactly. Huh? It's mm-hmm. the guy that's in stuff. You're like, I know him mm-hmm. from stuff. Patrick Fischler is his that's name. That's his name? Yeah, huh? 
Yeah, he's always in something that's like a shifty character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, I remember he was in Mad Men. He was like that comedian guy yeah. for Utz Potato Chips. There you go. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So all kinds of people in this thing. How do you think everybody does? How do you think the uh, stereotypically wooden acting Canoe Reeves does right. in this? Um, I think that you could point to moments where his acting is wooden, but I believe that is a choice he's making because those moments when he's acting wooden are the moments when he's interacting with the public. So That's he's, his job face on. Right. Yeah, that yeah. is his... To, to him, that is Keanu in his mind being like, cops are really bad at interacting with people, I think. Like, I think that's what he's doing. It's yeah. just being wooden because cops are bad at interacting I with civilians. I have to civilians. act strong. I have to act right. in control. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. In some of those moments where it's just like him and Sandra. They're having fun, yeah. Yeah, cute. he's a little bit mm-hmm. more natural. Apparently, yeah. they both had like mega crushes on each other and while they were making this. Yeah, they didn't tell each other. They're right. just too scared. Yeah, it's adorable. Bless their hearts. Uh, also, Keanu, while they were filming this, uh, was when River Phoenix OD'd and died. Ooh. So his best friend died while he was filming this. So, uh, again, if there are moments where he's a little wooden... I get it. Might be going through some yeah. shit. Jan Debont did like adjust filming to you know give him time away and stuff, but he he um, he was dealing with it. I mean, as we as we know about Keanu's entire story, Joaquin Phoenix or R- River Phoenix's death was a huge blow to him. So, Damn, man. Yeah, that sucks. That's rough. Um, I think everybody really does a, a great job in this. I think that, as you said, I think his his woodenness is him being in character in the movie. I think yeah. that's him being. I'm the cop. I have to be yeah, in command. Because he's right not here. like that with Jeff Daniels. He's no. not like that with Joe Morton. Uh-huh. He's not like that with everybody. He's just like that when he's Putting interacting the with the bus people. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis Hopper is good and crazy, but not way over the top. Like no. he's not chewing up the scenery. And he's relatable because, like you know, he kind of got screwed out of his got retirement shaft. and shit. Yeah. And it's just like I'm with him. Give him his money. Like. Good foreshadowing stuff. Yeah. You know, whenever we have Canoe and uh, Jeff Daniels, and he's like, what do you get when you retire from this? He's like, oh, a little pension and a cheap gold watch. Yeah, foreshadowing. And then yeah. the gold watch is what's on the yeah, bomb yeah, yeah. and shit, uh-huh. you know? Just good little seeds that are planted yeah, throughout the movie good. right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think Dennis Hopper is really great in this uh, without being too completely fucking bonkers. Mm-hmm. I think Sandra Bullock is a very believable, like, lady who just end up in this situation and yeah. she knows what she has to do but she doesn't like it but she's gonna do it anyway yeah i think she's very relatable she is i i think that uh like there are a lot of uh names that that were brought up as as people that could be in that role and when i look at them i think so many of them it would have been more serious perhaps um and and not have had the same impact i know Holly Berry was offered the role and turned it down. Really? Yeah. Well, this would have been early in her career. It would have been. So it seems like this would have been like big for her. But she said this, and I think she's right. Um, She she doesn't regret uh, turning down the role. She said, it would not have done for me what it did for Sandra Bullock. I would have just been the the black bus driver. Well. And, yeah. It would. I, I wish I could put up a compelling argument against that, but 1994. They wouldn't have been pushing an interracial relationship between her. Yeah. And them. They, she would have just been the bus driver. Yeah, black bus driver. Yeah, only. And, and also, like you know, when you think about the number of people who rejected these roles, or even you know, uh, as far as like who was offered to direct, like um, 
uh, what's his name? Fuck. Uh, the guy who did Die Hard. God damn it. Fuck. Uh, what is his fucking name? We gotta get Fuzz beat on that. God damn it. Anyway, the guy directed Die Hard. Fucking shit. Uh, Rennie Harlan was offered this. Quentin Tarantino was offered this. Uh, Tarantino. Now that is that is a wild card choice for me. Yeah, there's no uh, fucking feet in this movie. (laughs) John McTiernan. Yes, that's it. God damn it, John McTiernan guy. Anyway, um, you look at all the people that rejected this, and you have to remember that the original script, the script that people were being sold, the original script was two hours on a bus. Just two hours. Just two hours on a bus, which, I mean, I can see a tense-ass movie that would be two hours on a bus. I don't see that movie making $350 million Ooh, at the box damn. office, necessarily. Yeah. Because people need very variety, and they need things to progress and to change and whatnot. They need more like an hour and a half on a bus. Yeah. And, and 15 they, minutes of bumpers on either side, which right, is what this exactly, movie is. Exactly, exactly. Give me a little bit of an elevator, a little bit of a train. Maybe the train's doing the same thing as the bus. I don't care. Could be. Yeah. So the the original script was pretty not great, honestly. Yeah. okay. And then they were making changes during pre-production, coming up with ideas. So the elevator thing became a thing. Um, they were going to shoot on the 105 uh, that was being worked on at the time, and Yon DeBont saw the gaps in the the interstate and was like, we should have the bus jump a gap. We should jump them. So, like, even in, like, early in pre-production, a lot of things were changing, and the script eventually changed a good bit, even to the point where they brought in um, Joss Whedon, who... Uh, according to the accredited writer Graham Yost, uh, rewrote ninety eight point nine percent of the dialogue. That's most of it. Yeah, so it's a big old chunk of it. Yeah. Joss, I had no idea that Joss Whedon was involved in this movie whatsoever. Yeah, he also did some uh, important changes to characters, like specifically uh, uh, Cam's character, Alan Ruck, Doug Stevens was originally supposed to be like a, a shitty lawyer type of character oh, who was okay. going to be like really scummy and, and whatnot. Said he's this out-of-towner sightseer right, kind of guy. He's kind of, he's kind of our way in if you don't know L.A. Yeah, like, totally. He's the one you can relate to where it's like, oh, I don't know any of this shit that's going on. Yeah. I'm just on a bus. I came here to sightsee. Right, yeah. So um, I think that's a good change. They, you know... They they let uh, they added a little more levity to it. It had more of a. It, it really was seen as just a die a diehard ripoff by a lot of people, which is weird because Die Hard has levity in it as well. Well, okay, so die the Die Hard thing is that he's kind of like a he's kind of like over everything, and a lot of the humor is is just kind of grizzled over it type yeah. of thing. Whereas with this, they didn't. Like, that was how it was originally kind of written, but then it was like, well, no, the character shouldn't just be John McClane. <laughs> like, the character should have a different take on things. So instead, he's just this kind of, like, gung-ho, maybe, like, overly gung-ho. Throws himself into danger. Yeah. Yeah, he's less like John McClane, because John McClane will sneak around. He'll he'll get a lay of the land. He'll figure out, like, who's here and he's who's there. He's trying to stay out of the shit. He's trying to stay out of the shit, whereas, yeah, now we got uh, uh, Jack Traven 
just running into the shit all the time. Which is what's so good about that elevator scene that they added to the start of the movie, mm-hmm. too. Not only does it give us more information about his character and how he's willing to charge headfirst into danger and put himself mm-hmm. at risk and find creative solutions while the rest of the cops are just milling around. Yeah. Uh, but it also shows us, like, oh, no, he's very competent. He's very skilled. He's very physically right. able. Now throw him in this situation. Right. And then see how he'll deal with it. And, and I mean, part of the reality of the script is, I mean, one of the things you have to determine for yourself is, is the script bad or is the script saying the cops are dumb? Because the script has dumb cops. And that either is because the person writing it was like, I need them to be dumb so that my script will work. Yeah. Or the person writing them was like, no, cops are dumb. They make dumb decisions. I'll have these cops make dumb decisions. Yeah. And then the people, just ordinary people on the bus, have to kind of try to sort this shit out themselves. Right. Yeah. So, like, one thing I'll, I'll, like, the biggest thing for me is when they direct the bus onto an incomplete interstate. Yeah. I mean, the fact is that that interstate would be closed entirely. So, they, they knew that. Like... It's not going anywhere, literally. Right. If there's a 50-foot gap on the interstate, it's not like they're like, oh, we'll drive up to that and turn around if you want. Yeah, like, it's a one-way street. Yeah. So it's it's closed off. So they know going into it, it's closed off. They drive all the time. They should know this is not. Like, all of the... Or at least have to, like, crash through a road close sign. Right. Like, Something... oh, my God, like I was going to run over this guy on a motorcycle. I had to get off this exit. Oh, shit, it's an incomplete interstate. And see that... Okay, so... You could make it so that that was their only option. They had no other option. They had to get on this incomplete interstate. They know that it's a bad option, but it's their only option. And so then, instead of the cops realizing, oh, shit, we've been driving on this interstate and it's incomplete. I'm so dumb. You could be like, all right, we know this is incomplete. Here's our plan. We're going to set up a ramp at the end, and then you hit the ramp. And hopefully you'll make it the 50 feet. Make a big-ass jump. Right. Uh, so, in in like, it, it's hard for me to determine whether or not it's just the writing was just, like, we need an obstacle. I'll make this happen. How do we up the stakes? I don't know. Right. The road dies. Yeah, no, maybe the road ends. Yeah. yeah. Or if it was supposed to indicate, like, because it does have a playful, like, joke about the LAPD when uh, the our tourist guy, played by uh, Cam... Um, he, he's like, you know, uh, the, the police won't do that. They won't get their pensions or whatever. And then everybody's looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, the police can do whatever they want. And they're not going to lose their jobs. They're going to get away with everything. But this so, guy's just some out of town guy. He doesn't know any better. Yeah. So like the movie does seem to indicate like, yeah, the problems that, that we know about LA in the early nineties are in this universe and real. And these are these are the cops that we just have to work with. Mm-hmm. So then the script, to me, makes all sorts of sense because the script is just assuming cops are going to make some bad decisions along yeah. the way. Right. And then that that works for me a whole lot better. Yeah. Than, well, again, it's, it's barefoot John McClane. It's yeah. like a bad decision that makes this more of a human, relatable story right. than if they were doing everything perfect yeah. the entire way through. And and in reality, I would assume what actually happened that made the problem with the script was Jan de Bont saw a 
gap in the interstate and was like, what if we jumped that with the bus? Perhaps a big-ass jump. I am very Dutch. I don't know what Dutch people sound like. I'm from Holland. <laughs> He's from Netherlands. I'm from Netherlands. <laughs> I was just thinking fucking Austin Powers accent. Oh, yes. Isn't that weird? <laughs> gold member. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's favorite member. Austin Powers movie. The best one, <laughs> clearly. Oh, man. Yeah, this movie is just full of characters that I think are very relatable. And I, I enjoy, too, seeing how the way that they react to these situations that are just getting worse and worse, I think are very, very human. Yeah. You know, like even Mr. Cool and in control wild card cop oh, yeah. guy, like whenever he finds out Jeff Daniels has died, like loses his shit. Yeah. And and it's relatable. Yeah. Because he just lost one of his best friends. And he's like, we're all going to die. Right. Like he hits that point where he's like, this is fucking doom. Yeah. And then the ordinary people are like, no, no, we're, we're going to bring this back. <laughs> yeah. We're going to work on it. I think a lot of just the reactions and stuff in this are very genuine. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, there's just a lot of oh shits and oh fucks. Mm-hmm. That's some good levity in there, too, where like uh, Keanu's underneath the bus checking out the bomb, and Cameron is up there like relaying the information yeah. to the cops. <laughs> and I think uh, Keanu's like, fucking shit, when yeah, he sees something. Like, oh, darn. Oh, darn. <laughs> it's so good. Like Some of the levity in this is well placed. It's really good. It's... That, Okay, so like that's some of the humor they changed in it because like the humor was originally more diehard humor, which is a little more hard edged and a little more like gritty and stuff. Whereas a lot of the humor in this is the people who aren't the gritty cops making light of the situation. So like I've already seen the airport exactly, or yeah. Sandra Bullock being like, "I don't think I can do this next week. I'm busy." Like, yeah. Like they're they're the funny bits and and so you know because John McClane is is normally our 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 source of humor in the Die Hard and this I don't think I don't think Keanu says much that's very funny like he and Jeff Daniels have a rapport but beyond that it, you know there's not a lot he says that is is very like light or no it's because he's dealing with. This horrendous situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And dude, I'll tell you, I I just kept thinking the entire time that I was watching this movie, I was like, knowing when this was filmed, knowing that there is minimal CG in it, mm-hmm. knowing that this was actually all filmed with yeah. people driving buses. They jumped a fucking bus. In LA. In LA, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How in the fuck did they film this in Los Angeles, man? Like, uh Holy shit. This well, had to be the biggest fucking scheduling nightmare yeah, of all time you to figure out how to do this. They they actually did this pretty efficiently because a lot of what they were recording was on a section of the 105 that was being built. Yeah. And so there was not going to be any traffic on it anyway. But still, they had to get damn like 100 extras to drive know, cars yeah, and be so, in the background so and like, now coordinate. They got all those cars, they're coordinating. They got to worry about continuity with all the cars and yep. stuff and resetting. Yeah, tons they, of headaches. And they worked on the surface streets and stuff, too. Like, yeah. There's a lot of chase scenes and stuff in, in uh, there. The, the damn movie ends in front of damn Grauman's Chinese Theater. Yeah. Like the Times Square the of L.A. Of, yeah, it's the middle of the like touristy part of Hollywood. Yeah, And they had to perform a big-ass real stunt up uh-huh. there where they like flung a damn Metro car into the middle of the street. <laughs> yep. 
for reasons that we'll talk about. For yeah, for reasons. reasons. Yeah. But it's like they really had to do that. This had to be where so much of the budget went is just being like, "Hey, L.A., can we shut down some of the biggest streets in town so we could film this fucking thing?" It you had know, to be insane. I mean, uh, the budget. 30 to 37 million. That's ridiculous to me. When I would talk, have assumed yeah. this is over 100 million for sure. You would think so, especially, again, because all the practical shit they're doing. Like, yeah. They blew up a plane. They blew up. They That is not and computer. A bus. They blew up a goddamn plane. They blew up a bus. They, they blew were, up two buses. They, I was going to say they blew up two buses. Yeah. Like, it. And it's in L.A. They're filming in L.A. This isn't like, like you know, some of the stuff. Like, the, they're not actually at LAX. They're at a smaller nearby airport or whatever. But, like, they're still in fucking L.A. I can't even get reservations to go pay $200 to, to breathe in some food foam at a fancy restaurant in L.A. Food foam. Just breathe it in. Yeah. Much less crash a bus. <laughs> can't even do it. And they yeah. had them 25 Buses is that right that they had used to film this movie? Uh, they had yeah, because they had to have different uh, variants, you yeah. know, for all the different types of situation. You and know, it's for wild. like post the explosion and like all the other things. Yeah. yeah, and like shots where they were filming from the windshield point of view. They had to have uh-huh. this huge apparatus on the front of a yep. bus. Same with the rear of the bus. They had this bus that had this like big exterior compartment where like the camera people would be so they could mm. see into the bus. Yeah. I guess I had another one for all the driving shots where Sandra Bullock was at the wheel where the driver was actually on top of the bus. <laughs> like this exterior mounted steering wheel and shit. Uh-huh. Like, good lord, dude. That's a fucking fleet of damn buses that it they is. had to commission to make this damn movie. And yeah, and I mean, you know the the fact that like you look back at the 90s action period like the fact that you couldn't just do everything with a computer you had to come up with a way to fucking do it I mean, you yeah you had to have like physical objects real explosions in actual locations like yeah. and it, it's so like it, it i knew when we moved out to la uh long ago i knew like that wasn't gonna be the case i wasn't gonna see like an explosion anywhere but fuck did i hope it like be all sick. the time yeah. just like hope they're filming a movie in my neighborhood yeah because in fact that you know happened sometimes where there'd be filming on a street nearby or whatever and i would walk by and just be like looking around like yeah, fuck, yeah. i hope they do something cool uh because that's just the that like '90s action movies in LA go hand in hand. Like Perfect. so many of them are set in LA, shot in LA. Like you're seeing explosions on real streets and shit. And and I miss that. I miss that feel of the reality of it. Like, I know, right? I I like I love a Marvel movie. Sure, we all do. You know, and, and if you remade Speed exactly as is with computers. I don't know why, but I guarantee it wouldn't be as good. I know it wouldn't be as good. It wouldn't matter if you had all the same components. It just yeah. wouldn't have the same feel. No. I'm with you. And it sounds so like old-fashioned to say it, but there is just something about watching these flicks from this era knowing mm-hmm. that like what you're seeing is what happened in real life. Yeah. Like I know when the Avengers fought the dang old aliens uh-huh. in New York City, it's like, yeah, that's no, that wasn't. They New weren't York City. even in New York City. No, yeah. they were on a green screen, <laughs> yeah, probably in fucking Atlanta. Yes, 
And then it was all done by computer artists later. There's something about seeing these things. The same thing goes for like Terminator 2 and flicks like that. Yeah. Where you're like, I know that this happened in a real place. Mm-hmm. When they you know, did this crazy stunt with a car or a bus or whatever, somebody had to do that. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing. There, is. there is a little bit of CG in this, and it bit. is extremely well hidden. Yeah, uh, the bus jump, most notably. Yeah, because I mean, listen, MythBusters tested it, and I rewatched both of the MythBusters speed uh, test things where they How'd tested. It go? They tested the fifty mile per hour turn, okay, and they tested the fifty foot uh, bus jump. Failed both times miserably. Oh, no. Yeah, you wouldn't even get close to jumping 50 feet, even with a ramp. Did it tip over in the curb? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I just love that right. in the movie. Where yeah. It was just like everybody, you know, she's like, we're going to tip, mm-hmm. we're going to tip. And he's yeah. like, we are. Everybody to the side of the right, bus. Like, yeah. I love that the cop acknowledged, like, right. I didn't think about this, but this fucking lady driving the bus is right. Isn't we that interesting? Like, that's an interesting fantasy we have of a yeah. cop who Listening. just listens. <laughs> Imagine that. What a crazy idea. Yeah, yeah. really. Uh, but yeah, like, the thing is, the original script had, uh, the bus had to stay above 30, I believe. That's barely exciting. And you could, you could do the curve at 30. All right. But you, still, you're never going to make that jump. It's just not going to happen. doesn't yeah. matter what happens. Yeah, and with that jump, they had to do all kinds of crazy shit with that stunt driver where yeah. they built this special harness so that way whenever the bus like slammed into the ground, he wouldn't damn compress right. his entire back. Which means everybody, even if you made that jump, everybody on that bus would be broken in half. Oh, my God. Like- <laughs> dude, the impact would be insane. Also, when the bus hit in reality... It left a giant. Uh, this is on uh, MythBusters. It left a giant fucking gouge in oh, the asphalt. Shit. Just cut huge, it. cut up. Holy like, shit! You would and you wouldn't and, and like in the the making of it shows when it does land. It's like smoking and like not able to drive straight and shit. Yeah. Wow, and that is kind of honestly a, a fault of the movie. Is like whenever we see that. Yeah, there's that section of the interstate that's not complete. Yeah. The two sides are like equal height to each right. other. Right, and that's just not going to work. <laughs> also, too, I wonder what the building construction plan is here, too, where it's just like, we'll meet you guys in the middle. We got the left team, yeah, the right they, team. We're both building. They, they were coming from north and south. Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. Uh, but it does show us in the movie where it's like, yeah, they're equal height to each other. Uh-huh. This, this bus essentially has to go straight across yeah. 50 feet. And you could have just, I mean... Make the other side downhill. A little hill. bit lower at the very least to make it at believable. Least, yeah. I mean, because it is only 50 feet. Like, if you make it too far down, the steep grade of that would make no sense as an interstate. Yeah, and so you say 50 feet, that's like two bus lengths. Yeah, it is, but... Also, man, a bus is so heavy. Good God, they're heavy. They're so heavy. Yeah, yeah. It, it it didn't have to happen, but it's an action movie, and I'm 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 here for it. Like watching the MythBuster stuff was just fun for me because it was like, could you do it? Uh, I don't care that you couldn't. It's fine that it's impossible. Yeah, it still like works in the movie universe. Totally. Yeah, it cracked me up thinking about this too because they said in that that bonkers making of which we'll talk about as well yes. <laughs> that like for that scene you know they they filmed this bus doing this minor jump mm-hmm. and then basically did some simple cg in the background yeah. to, to you know delete it and replace it with it looking like it's jumping over this huge chasm uh-huh. i think they said the render times were about 30 minutes per frame 
So that means Ooh. for every second, mm-hmm. 24 30 minute render times. Jesus. Like, holy shit. I don't know why anybody wanted to mess with computer effects back in the day. <laughs> why did anybody want to do it? It had to be one of those things where while you were doing it, you were looking at the executive or whatever and being like, in the future, this will be faster. Believe me. For Just real, try, right? It's going to be way faster. Well, what is it that we said when we did Terminator 2? There's like four minutes of CGI and it took mm-hmm. like 10,000 man hours yeah, or some bullshit. Yeah, it was bullshit. ridiculous. Uh-huh. Holy shit. Nowadays, it's like, I could do that on my phone. Right. Like yeah. instantly. Instantly, yeah. So bizarre, man. Uh-huh. And I think some of the stuff earlier, too, were like... During the elevator rescue scene, we see like the crane like fall down the elevator shaft. I yeah. think that CG. It does look like it. It's good though. It's good though. Yeah. Is the thing, man. And even like as far as some of the effects goes, there's a lot of miniatures and shit in here. Yeah. That are very fucking convincing. Yeah, miniatures are. And what is it that? Uh, 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 what's his name? Pete. 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 Peter Jackson. Pete, Pete. What is it? He calls his big. Maximatures. Oh, like big miniatures. Big, bigatures. Bigatures. That's is that it. it? That's what he calls yeah. them. I believe so. That's so yeah. cute. He, the 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 elevator shaft was like a like a fifty foot shaft they built to do like three actual stories. So like they they then shot it creatively so that it feels like it's an actual elevator shaft, yeah. but it's really just this. You know, you talking about doing the intro? Yeah, I love the intro. You got that fucking nineties ass font. Yeah. With like the director and the stars and stuff, and kind of like ducks behind the girders as uh-huh. the elevator is going down. Yeah, that's just fun. And it, I never would have guessed I was a miniature. It also kind of feels diehardy. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Like you're opening with the elevator thing, which is like a huge element of Die Hard. Like it kind of feels like you're just trying to tell people like this is what to expect. Mm-hmm. Action, nineties uh, shit. Yeah. So like right once you get past the the long ass nineties. Like, I don't know, like, what happened that now you don't have to show, like, 20 minutes of uh, credits before a movie. Oh, man. So many <laughs> movies from this time, it changed. Dude. It was just like, let's start off. All right, I got a crazy idea. Uh-huh. Let's have some music, and let's list the names of everybody who's in the movie you're about to right. watch. Right, yeah. And maybe also the director and the, the special effects person. Don't you, just all the, sorts. Don't you think people want to... Get into the movie? Yeah. It seems like that would be... Like, I I think it was always about, like, you want people to see the credits because you want the people who did the work to get the credit. And I know that people complain about, like, the MCU's use of, like, the end scene, post-credit scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it gets people to stick around for the credits. I do. In a way that it also isn't annoying. Totally. Because it's like... If it's before the movie, you're like, well, let's get to the fucking movie. If it's after the movie, you've seen the movie. You're chilling because you just want to see the end credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. What were we talking about? <laughs> Speed. Speed, right. Did this movie tell the future? It did tell the future. Is it a psychic movie? In, in one very particular way, this movie... Um, has a a helicopter shot of a chase scene of a white Ford Bronco on a um, on an L.A. interstate. Why does that sound familiar? Why does that sound very 1994 to me? <laughs> well, you may remember that O.J. Simpson was That's uh, the one. in a white Ford Bronco with Al Cowlings being chased, 
And the the shots we saw of it were from a helicopter. On an L.A. freeway. On an L.A. freeway. It's almost exact. Wait, it is exactly like what happened in this. This came out a week before that. So that's what was weirding me out. (laughs) We were watching it last night, and I was like, okay, so is this like referencing real life events? Nope. If so, a little distasteful and too soon to be referencing that on film. But then, it's like you said, it came out a week before that happened. Also, that means it was filmed like a year before that happened. Yeah. So what? just unrelated. Like, what if I was driving a white Ford Bronco down the freeway? Very fast. And a helicopter shot. I guess so. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Those copters, too, kind of form a uh, important part of the story because I think this movie kind of dabbles a little bit with the way that sometimes the media's involvement with ongoing crimes makes the actual situation worse because the bad guy himself is watching the news and gathering intel on what's happening as it's mm. going on because mm. the media is making a spectacle of it. Right. I think it's kind of dabbling with that lightly, not super heavy because then later on the media actually comes to the rescue by creating right. that film loop. Yes. But I think it does sort of toy with that a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you really look at it, what would probably be the being said there um would be related to the the 92 um la riots Mm -hmm. um because you know i guess one might get the idea from this that they're saying it would have been better for the media to not show all this stuff right because don't create hysteria right but um they'd be wrong (laughs) they'd be wrong wrong about that they'd be wrong about that because it was it was good though it was uh i mean obviously used by the media to make everyone involved look bad except for the cops Mm -hmm. um i think I remember it at the very least for me watching those things happening in real time and being like on the side of the people rioting. Because, Run it down. Yeah. So yeah, it is it is an interesting like kind of message there about like whether the media helping or hurting, right? Is helping or hurting. And the only way that they see like seem to be helping is by uh, you know, putting out the propaganda the cops want. Yeah. Which Okay, I mean that's interesting. Like it's it's one way of of thinking of things. Like th- this that's what these are the problems I start to have with the script is when I when I start to investigate like what the message is of this movie because it doesn't have to have a message, but sometimes movie. it seems to be trying to maybe hinting at right, right something there. Right, like you know, you you watch RoboCop. There's definitely a message in the oh, movie. Oh God, yeah. There's you a watch, few. You watch Die Hard. You might not find any sort of message. You can just watch it for what it is. Yeah. It's so great. this, like, I did think that a few times about what are they trying to say about the media? These like helicopter shots. I mean, we could relate them to the OJ thing, though that was after Hadn't this. happened yet. Uh, but we would relate them to, you know, Rodney King, the the trial and the, the verdict, and then the riots afterwards. All of those things would be the, the rest of the country's association with these helicopter shots and all those things. Totally. Would be with that. Yeah, that's burned into our memories. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, if it is trying to make a message about that, it's a message I would completely disagree with though it may just be trying to uh reflect again just what we had recently seen yeah you know i mean Jan de bont is is dutch but he 
would have been in L.A. for a long time at that point. He'd been a cinematographer for ever, like since the seventies. Was this his like first movie? This is the way? first directing gig for him. Yeah, uh, he swung pretty hard. He did swing pretty hard, and he, he pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Did he kind of continue smashing him after that? Oh. Well, okay. All right. Here's all right. So some people would argue, of course, that Twister is good. And I the soundtrack's great. I will argue that there are reasons why we liked Twister at the time, but I now have good memories of right, Twister. Yeah. Now if you watch it back, it's like eh, Yeah, watch nah. that one during the, the heart of the pandemic there. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? This is actually not a very good movie, yeah. but I have fond memories of it. Uh, after that, he did Speed Two Cruise Control, uh, widely again, as considered we discussed. one of the worst sequels ever made. Okay, look forward to watching that <laughs> one. Uh, he made The Haunting, which was uh, you know it, it was oh, the nineties financial success. Yeah, okay, nineties haunting financial success. Again, fond memories, not really good. No, but on rewatch, I was like, this is fun enough. He's kind of Rennie yeah. Harlan-esque in a lot of ways. He is, yeah. He and Rennie Harlan have had some similar like trajectories with their directing. Though he's continued to do cinematography as well. Like That has been like his major and job. And he's fucking good at that. And he is amazing Dude, at the it. composition yeah. of so many of the shots, the way that it puts you into the action. Mm-hmm. Like whenever uh, fucking Keanu is on that little uh, rollaway cart thing rolling under a moving bus to uh-huh. disarm that bomb. Yes. You can really feel... Feel the close quarters. Yes, there. you can. Like you can tell, his ass is on the road. Uh-huh. He has a hot bus right above his face and wheels moving uh-huh. around him and shit too. Like he really does compose the shots in such a way that you feel the tension of the moment. Yeah, extremely effectively. Yeah, no, I I think like as far as action directors go, I mean, you, you he doesn't have he doesn't have enough good action movies under his belt but this one is good enough to say he is like an elite level action director. no kidding right yeah even if it was a fluke even maybe, if it was i don't think career. it was I, I think like uh i know speed 2 is really tanked by uh they, they couldn't get keanu back uh sandra bullock didn't really want to do it because they couldn't get keanu back they uh, uh graham yost didn't come back to write the script so Jan DeBont worked off of a nightmare he had. What? Yeah. It, it was a, a bad enterprise all around. Twister mm. is debatable. Some people would like it. Some people would recognize it as, as not as good as it seemed at yeah. first. Um, yeah. I mean, he, 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 he showed in this, I think, that he has every capability to make an amazing action film. And I just wonder if, like, Cinematography is, it's not easier, but it has, you have to deal less with producers. Mm, yeah. You have to deal sure. less with like story progression and all that stuff. Like I assume in some ways it, it's probably easier for him. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, yeah. man. The editing and stuff helps out a lot too, man. Yeah. Oh man. Because like they, they got all the coverage they needed. They got like so much good stuff. And the way that the editing brings it all together, like yep. as you were saying, that that scene where he goes under the bus, the way the shots are brought together of us like kind of feeling the bus go over know, you, and dude. like you, 
uh, man, it's good, great. just great. It's yeah. really fucking good, man. Yeah, the editing and everything in here really comes together very well and establishes this sense of, of tension mm-hmm. uh, throughout the entire movie. But again, the editing that we're talking about here also deals with the pacing of the movie, yeah. which I think is really truly what makes this movie work so well. It is a two-hour movie. It might as well yeah. be two hours. It's, it's an hour 55. Mm-hmm. We sat down to watch this last night. It was like 10 o'clock last night. I've mm-hmm. been teaching all day, working on tracks for videos and stuff. Kate had been working all day on stuff. I was kind of like, oh, man. I'm like, do I have the attention span or the energy for like a two-hour movie right now? Mm-hmm. Do I really want to do this? I didn't you know, lose my focus, didn't check my phone, right. whatever, once. And you're talking about a two-hour movie that is people on a bus. Yeah. For the majority of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would be really easy for this to become that kind of thing where it's like, there's so much action and tension that I'm kind of numb to it by the end of the movie. Yeah. Constant terror equals there's no terror. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, there are a handful of plates spinning in this movie where obviously you have this situation on the bus, but then also the procedural stuff going on with the police where they're trying to figure out who this guy is, trying to find his identity. And I feel like the balance of what's going on with those two different storylines is just perfect. It's like yeah. every time you need a little breather, let's go back to the police house where they're you know skimming through files trying to find out who Dennis Hopper is. Okay, let's go back to the bus. Some crazy shit happens. All right, now we got some more info on the bomber. Mm-hmm. It's just so fucking perfectly paced, dude. Again, a two-hour movie, this does not fucking feel like two no. hours at all. No. Like, I think the pacing of this is damn near perfect. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. It it really does just... Like, I mean... I... I want to compare it to Die Hard favorably because, you know, as I said, it, it was seen as a, a Die Hard kind of ripoff at first, but then once it became what it became, it, you know, instantly just had its own character. Um, but... It, it does compare favorably to Die Hard in its pacing, in the way that you never get bored with it. Not once. Not once. It, it will keep you on the edge of your seat. Un, I mean, unlike Die Hard, in a positive way, it will constantly have you kind of gripping. Whereas, like, Die Hard lets you rest a little bit. It does. The speed doesn't give you a lot of downtime. By nature. They have yeah. to keep the fucking bus going. Yep. Yep. That's such an undertaking. Like I can't imagine trying to make an exciting movie out of this. Yep, but they like, sure it, fucking did it. It has to stay in motion. <laughs> yeah, period. That's the entire message of the movie. Things yep. have to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, progressing, escalating, flat tire, leaking gas. Yeah, like everything just keeps getting worse and worse and worse, but not unrealistically so. Right. And that's what again makes this relatable. You know, liquid metal robots not relatable, sure. but Running out of gas and having a flat tire. All those things have stress. happened. Stress. Yes. <laughs> fucking stress yeah. fest. And that's what makes this work so fucking well, man. As well as the soundtrack. Dude. Oh, man. I don't remember the soundtrack being as fucking good as it is. It's got a Terminator feel. It does. But. And it has like, a 90s action right. classic thing. Yeah. It's this epic, big, grandiose, uh-huh. made to get your adrenaline pump and thing. Yeah. And it fits so fucking well, man. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I don't think there's much licensed music either. When I think about Terminator 2, I'm thinking, you know, Guns N' Roses and shit. Yeah. 
I don't think there's really much in here. There's uh, Billy Idol at the end. Right. That is about the only song I can remember at all in the movie other than the soundtrack. It's just orchestral score. But then when I was like, you know, reading up on it, I saw the soundtrack list and I was like, what is this list? And it was like... Gin Blossoms is on there. Yeah, it was like music from and inspired by. And I was like, inspired by. You just got some album track from somebody. Yeah, totally. That's what happened. Yeah, soundtrack in this really drives the whole thing, man. Yeah. It really does keep the, the adrenaline going. It keeps the expectations and tensions really high, as does all the fucking stunt work, man. Ugh. Which, you know, it, it's so funny watching this because now, here in fucking 2022, you know, Canoe Reeves is, is John Wick. Yeah. He's Neo. Yeah. Like, he's been an action star for the majority of our right. lives. But in this, it was Bill and Ted guy uh-huh. doing, and, I guess, a lot of his own stunts. Yeah, he did Who knew? a large portion of his own stunts. He did the jump from the car to the bus. So when you see that those Dude. feet hit the, the ground and, and it looks like, holy shit, that must have hurt. That was Keanu. It looks ankle breaking. Yeah, it like, looks I bad. actually watched that like twice where I was like, mm. was that real or not? Because yeah. it looks like a real person jumping in there. But yep. damn, it looks like them feet took a beating. <laughs> <laughs> Beat them feet. Yeah, he yeah he did a whole bunch of his own um, stunts, and then like yeah, there's just the big like as you said earlier the the bus jump like the the driver had to be like harnessed in and and whatnot like otherwise he would have broken his back like that is a badass thing to do to yeah. be like I'm gonna jump a bus it went like 18 feet in the air or something like I'm gonna jump a bus 18 feet and land like because we don't have the technology to do this otherwise right <laughs> that's just like so much of stunt performing uh, should be like just I, I, I can't believe we don't see them getting awards I know, you know right like, because stunt performing is just like... You, you got to be a lunatic. You, you do. And you're making something happen on screen that is insane. Yeah. That nobody's going to believe. Right. Like, oh, so fucking cool. Yeah. It really, really is, man. What do you think about the, the ending of the flick? Where it's like, yeah, we've been on a bus the whole time. We get out. Sandy gets nabbed. Bless her heart. Right. Now, okay, for one... There's a hole under a trash can that the money goes through. <laughs> okay. I went with it while I was watching it. Yeah. But then as I was thinking about it later, I was like, could you really get away with that in LA? Be no. like, I'm going to just jackhammer no. a hole through to the metro. No fucking way. Under this trash can. Pershing Square? No fucking way. Like, you, you wouldn't get 10 minutes of uninterrupted, like, uh, alone time. At Pershing Square, even at like four or five in the morning. Not happening. Cops, cars, all sorts of shit would be driving by. People would be like walking by, etc. There would be... What you doing with that trash can? Right. There would be so many questions. I don't think that would happen. No. I don't see that exactly <laughs> happening. But then we end up on this uh, on this metro down there. Uh-huh. And we kind of have just like mini speed where it's like, okay, we're trapped yeah, in here. second speed. This guy shoots the, the driver uh-huh. of, the, of the subway car there, the metro car. And now we're stuck on it. And now his head's off. Old Dennis Hopper gets his dang old dome knocked off. Aye, we've had one speed. But what about second speed? Second speed, mm-hmm. man. It's a two-speeder. Yeah. I love it's that foreshadowing. It's the same thing. It kind of is. It's like miniature yeah. version, but I love that foreshadowing when we get yeah. 
uh, Keanu and he's down there and he's like on top of the the metro car and he has to duck that that yeah. light. And then it's like that comes back and knocks uh-huh. his dang old head off. It does, and yeah. it's really cool. Now I have some questions. Okay, the uh, the train it it's not wired with a bomb. I don't think so. Sandy had a bomb vest on, but they did get it off of her. Right, and so the train doesn't have to go fast. He can't make the train stop. He says can't break it, but he then does accelerate it meaning he could decelerate it it does show the lever that he grabs onto and he pushes it forward when he right probably so he could have pushed it backwards could pulled it backwards for less speed because the lowest speed of of a train like that is extremely slow i mean it's got some momentum going behind it right but they so it'll a take little a little bit before but they got some time i don't see how jumping onto the street outside is more safe than slowing down as much as you can and then just going skidding off out. The, skidding out yeah alright but the name of the movie is speed <laughs> not slow did you think about that I, I should have thought about that you should have watched not called slow be careful is what you should right <laughs> breaks reasonable speed <laughs> no this is speed okay so again while I was watching the movie I didn't really think anything of right. it. Right. Because you're kind of still in the mindset of the bus, like, oh, it can't keep slow going. down. Right, yeah. yeah. But now that you mention it, yeah, it's like it could have just sort of petered out on yeah. the incomplete track, and yeah. like maybe it would have tipped over. Maybe. Or something. Wouldn't have been terrible. Or bust out into maybe the most touristy, busy part of L.A. <laughs> yes, that, that Hollywood Boulevard, like that... Where that is is the the Pantages Theater, Pantages, I believe, Pantages Theater. There are tons of tourists around there all the time. Like popping up out of there seems risky. Seems like you probably yeah. could have mowed down a whole ton of tourist families, kids, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, yeah. So the ending could use a little defining. It's still I feel cool. Like. It's still cool. Like. There, there should have been some, like all you'd really have to do is be like, oh, he's just he's disengaged all the controls. We're gonna jump. Oh no, like, we made it. Yeah. Oh yeah, boy. I am kind of wondering now. Like, is there something that I missed where it's like, no, we have to make it to the top. We can't dead end in this incomplete subway because there are workers down here, and I just don't like talking to people. Oh, it's just too much. Yeah. <laughs> I get the impression that LA infrastructure really needs some help. That's Apparently, the message of the movie. Nothing is finished. Nothing's complete. Everything Nobody breaks. Knows. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm kind of getting. Yeah, no, you're movie. probably right, too. Because uh, they uh, apparently can't afford to just give a guy $3.7 million instead of, you know, costing tons of human lives and all sorts of money otherwise. Yeah. So, okay. That's something in the movie that is a little bit of a conceit, where it's like, yeah. okay, this guy's demanding $3 million, which, P.S., not that much. I no. mean, that, that's a lot of money. But it it's is like, a ton of money, yeah, but... Isn't that what they probably spend on the LAPD, like, a day? Probably. And especially considering they're now having the LAPD in a chase scenario. Multiple helicopters. Multiple tons helicopters. Tons of cop cars. Yeah. Flatbed truck. The level of damage being done throughout the city. Surely that costs more than $3 million. The, a plane. A plane a explodes. A plane exploded. I, 
I just feel like, yeah, like they could have just been like, he wants 3.7 million. Okay. The first thing we'll try is giving it to him with a, a die pack in it. Yeah. And then just see how start that goes. there. Maybe also, we start there. Also, this guy had a plan for absolutely everything. Didn't think they might put a die pack in there. I didn't factor in the die pack. <laughs> Holy shit. When did they start doing this? The ending feels a little rushed. It feels a little like they were just like, fuck, we got to do something. Go, 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 go. Uh-huh. Okay, a little bit. Yeah. A little tiny bit. Yeah, but it, again, it's like by that point, you don't care because the payoff was the bus. Yeah. That was the thing you were invested in was the bus. Now you just need a, you know, denouement. Mm-hmm. You need to see what happens with this evil bomby guy. Kill the bad guy. Yeah. Make the good guy survive. Yeah. You get to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a little bit of thing in here where it's just like, okay, they could just give him the money, and this is done, yeah, and we can get the people off the bus. Keanu is like, no, I just know he's going to blow it. But again... He could be wrong. To be an apologist about this movie, though, yeah, at the start during the elevator scene, Dennis Hopper did blow the elevator before he said True. he was gonna. True. So, so it's like he's thinking going into this, yeah. he's like, even if we wait until what is it, eleven AM or whatever, when he says he's gonna blow it up, he's gonna blow it before because mm-hmm. this guy is always early. Yeah. Based on his one on one experience with him. Yeah. So you can kind of be like, Okay, well, he has kind of, you know, uh gotten this in the past where this guy is gonna blow shit up early, so let's try to solve the situation before it becomes a situation. Sure, yeah. But still, seems like you could have just started with like maybe just try giving him the money and see if this all goes away. Yeah. Start there. I feel like yeah, he could have used another another round of polish after uh Joss Whedon got got a hold of it. Maybe, maybe just somebody to come in and just round off a little bit of the roughness in a couple spots. But it I mean Watching it a million times up to this point, I didn't really have any complaints. So <laughs> watching it, trying to see it critically, I was finding some issues. Yeah. But I imagine your average viewer is not ever going to care about any of that stuff. Yeah. Being a podcaster kind of ruins a lot of movies it for does. you. Like it real does. Fast. Check out our damn Indiana Jones. Oh, man. <laughs> One day <laughs> we'll do on Temple that. of Doom and that'll be something. I mean, that's going to be yeah. definitely something. Uh-huh. I've had multiple people tell us it's like, hey, thanks. You actually ruined that movie for I'm me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, but we're just reporting what's on screen, yeah, man. This is the stuff you're watching. Yeah. So yeah. think about that sometime. <laughs> We're a horror movie podcast. What do you think about some of the blood and guts and gore and kills in this movie? I mean, I mean, uh, uh, Beth Grant going under the wheels. That was fucking brutal. It's, you know, kind of Hitcher style yeah. where it's like you don't really see anything exactly, right. but you feel like you saw uh-huh. some vehicular woman slaughter. Woman slaughter. Yeah. Yeah. And even in the opening there, we get that stab in the neck. Yes, that's brutal. Also brutal as fuck. Yeah, action movies can have some real brutal deaths. Yeah. Like I just feel like there's not there's not a major difference between action and horror aside from a supernatural an, element a lot of the yeah, time. So. Like yeah, because action is trying to activate the similar parts of your brain. It's yeah. trying to get you to feel tense. And worried and anxious and, and all those things. And a lot of times things. it does it better than horror because sometimes, you can relate yeah. to it, man. Exactly, yeah, like, sometimes. On, honestly, like, this is more gripping than nine out of ten movies we do on this actual yeah, horror podcast. for sure. 
because it seems relatable. Yeah, I you agree. Know? I mean, even though it is far-fetched, yeah, like this mm-hmm. guy has this far-fetched plan to be like, give me money, or if this bus goes below 50, which is very likely going to happen, mm-hmm. all these people die. It sounds like a jigsaw trap. It kind of does. Yeah. Also, it sounds like it's definitely going to fail, and the people are just going to blow up, and then this guy's not going to get any money, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sandra Bullock does... Uh, makes a great point when he says he's doing this for money and she's like i don't buy that there's easier ways to get money there's a lot easier ways there are yeah like and and so like the script even allows for the the range of like why is he doing this and we don't get an explanation fully of why he's doing this and that kind of makes him a better villain because we never fully understand all of his motivation but the motivation we get we can kind of relate to so it's like you don't fully hate him, even though he's detestable and, and horrendous. Yeah, it's it's an interesting interplay there. It is like that. Yeah. That's a good villain. I mean, it's kind yeah. of Thanos style where you're like, well, he does kind of have an angle. He got he mauled yeah. on the job mm-hmm. as a cop and just got let go and given a shitty gold watch. Yep. And now nobody cares about him. Like his motivations are actually kind of relatable yeah and also uh, backs up uh, the idea that this movie kind of doesn't necessarily take because like there's a way to see an, an easy way to see this as copaganda yeah just showing the cops as these heroes good and guys whatnot. action but stars when your villain is also a cop and the thing that's made them villainous is their own interactions the with system the system it's yeah. like yeah like is is this saying that cops are good, or is it saying that this one cop seems to be okay? <laughs> yeah. It's also very interesting for our hero character, Keanu Reeves, here, because he's looking at this guy who was a former cop and right. was just doing his job and throwing himself into the line of, of fire, the line yeah. of danger, and this is what he got for it. And then Keanu is like, I know that that's how this can turn out. I'm also still going to do it yeah. because it is my job to protect these people. And then he loses his friend to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. You, it, it, you can see why Keanu wouldn't come back for a sequel. Why would you make a sequel to this movie? Yeah. No. Like, honestly, this, this is a standalone one-off. Yeah. It does not need a sequel where one of these same characters ends up in a similar scenario where they yeah. have to keep moving in a vehicle. No, this did not need a fucking sequel. This is a movie I could see having a, you know, 30 years later sequel where now he is this grizzled old man and now he is feeling this same way and maybe has to, I don't know, help some younger cop who's also this you know, a big jump into the line of uh, fire type of guy what to, if it all to realize because somebody shot his dog. Uh, fuck. Yes. That sounds great. What if that happened? Then and, it's relatable again. And then he just beats everybody. Just kills beats them, them all. He just beats them all to death. Maybe that's what happens. Yeah. I'd be good. I'd watch that. Maybe Honestly, three of John them wick. John wick could be a speed sequel. Could be it. Do we know enough about his background to say it's not? I'm not sure that we do. I'm not sure we do. Frankly, I'm not sure that we do. Yeah, I'm going to pretend it is. Maybe we do. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The other thing that I want to talk about here, I think the last really big point that I have is to talk about that making of feature that you can watch on YouTube. (laughs) Because what the fuck is going on? Can you give me a a, a summary of this Uh surreal... Okay. 
fucking so, thing. Um, th- it's a making of the the movie Speed presented by Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper, the, the actor. actor, the real person. A uh, hi, I'm Dennis Hopper. Right, I'm in Speed. He says. Uh, while hosting the making of, um, he also uh, reveals himself to be a bomb maker. And he puts a bomb on a bus. He is shown in the documentary narrating it. Yeah. Making a bomb, sliding under a bus, and putting it under there. Yes. So Dennis Hopper. the bomb from the movie. It's the 2525 number bus from the movie. So Dennis Hopper, the individual man, is going to blow up a bus. Apparently. And then at the end, he blows up the Hollywood sign actually blows it up like kaboom hollywood sign i'm dennis hopper i'm a domestic terrorist he says (laughs) right he blows up the hollywood sign which was one of the like early ideas for the ending of the movie that it would his he would blow up the hollywood sign which is just a normal 90s thought they really wanted to blow up that hollywood would it happen in twisted metal yes yeah exactly so so the the making of is the actor revealing that he is basically the character in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Based on a true story. But then it gets even more convoluted. Right. When it shows, you know, yeah, he'll he'll introduce something while he's making a bomb as Dennis Hopper. Yeah. And then they'll have all kinds of little, like, spot interviews with Sandra and Keanu and Jeff Daniels uh-huh. and Dennis Hopper. Yes. And it's Dennis Hopper being like, yeah, in this movie, I played this guy who makes bombs or whatever and blah, blah, blah. So, like, you have two Dennis Hoppers in this. You have right. Dennis Hopper, the actor, talking about the role he's playing. You also have Dennis Hopper playing Dennis Hopper, who's also a bomb maker, like his character in the movie. It's, like, so fucking meta as shit. Yeah. It's like, did did fucking, uh, uh, damn it, what's his name? Did Charlie like, Kaufman. Ad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Charlie, Charlie Kaufman Co- direct this. Charlie Kaufman directed the making of Speed Video. This is what it feels like, <laughs> it honestly. Does. If only he had been like, the it cut into like that 13th floor video they watched in Being John Malkovich yeah. where the guy <laughs> built the 13th floor for his short wife. <laughs> Or then it shows that, like, the guy behind the camera directing the making of is reading the script for the making of. <laughs> yes. It's like, this is like going full Schenectady, yeah. New York, or uh-huh. whatever. Schenectady. What the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Yeah. It is the weirdest making of featurette I have ever seen. It is. It's very strange. Which is weird because I wouldn't describe Speed in any way as being a strange movie Mm-mm. or like a highbrow, intellectual, artsy movie by any means, but. This making of goes down the fucking rabbit hole. Man. Yeah, I feel like Dennis Hopper... Probably just all his ideas, Yeah, I was right? going to say, like he, he brings his own weirdness, and I feel like maybe he was like, oh, you're going to make a making of? What if I blow up the Hollywood sign? What if I'm me, but I'm also him? <laughs> what? What if I'm me, but I'm also him? That just sounds like... One morning, Jan DeBont was like getting ready to shoot for the day, and Dennis Hopper comes up, and he's like... What if I'm me, but I'm him? I think Yonder Bond's just like, okay, okay, okay. I'm pretty sure that's the title of the next Talking Heads live album. <laughs> what if I'm me, but I'm him? This is not my beautiful life. <laughs> this is not my beautiful bomb. <laughs> yes. I'm me, but I'm also him. Oh. Wavy dance, big suit. Big suit. Uh-huh. 
It's just how it is. David Byrne style. Me to the river. Mm-hmm. So good. It's a great man. album, yeah. Yeah, that, that making of, be sure to watch that as a accompanying piece to this movie because it makes mm-hmm. no goddamn sense. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, though, because it, it does tell, like, you know, the stuff about the bus jump and oh, all that. good. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's very uh-huh. cool, but also surreal. It was surreal. And <laughs> <Yeah>. unnecessary. <laughs> Dude, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Like I said, I, I picked this as my choice for my birthday movie because I was like, it'll be fun to talk about some dumb 90s action, action stuff. Yeah. But then I found myself last night watching it just being like, God damn it. This is great. This is fucking good. Yep. Like When I think about great-ass 90s action movies, of course, I'm thinking about you know my Terminator 2s and right. my, my Die Hards and my Predator and mm-hmm. shit like that. Speed is not one that comes up in my list, but... It should. I mean, honestly, it's like a top five, top ten 90s action movie for mm-hmm. me, dude. Yeah. Like, the pacing and stuff is so goddamn good. It's and perfect, the situation yeah. is so relatable. I uh, I was really blown away by how much I actually really like this movie. Yeah. It's fucking great, man. Do you have any other thoughts about it you want to toss out? Uh, no. I mean, this is a movie I'm glad to have seen a million times as a teenager. Like, If you were wondering, you should watch it. Yeah, if you're you, listening, and if you're you still made unsure, it this far and still aren't sure, wouldn't it be cool though it. if we got all the way here and we we're like, "But I can't recommend it." Piece of shit, really. But you know what? No, <laughs> you know, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, no, definitely. This is this is a watch. No matter, you know, I like. It's not even one of those '90s movies where you're like, you look back and you cringe because it's got a lot of like uh, homophobic humor yeah, or yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Not in there. No, no, not really. Nope. And actually, honestly, very diverse cast. Very diverse on cast. That bus yeah. man, mm-hmm. like, there's all kinds of people on yeah. that thing. Yeah. So no, I, I think this is just a fucking solid, great '90s action flick. Me too. We man. need more. We need to return to that type of action, I feel like. I, I know, right? I mean, uh, you know, again, I, li- I like my, my MCU. I, I like uh, the Fast and the Furious movies. I like all that stuff. But just something set in the, the heat of L.A., blowing shit up with just big fireballs, just plumes of smoke, all that stuff. I, I, I want that back. Give me the blow-ups. Yeah. Great Give stuff. me damn blow ups, man. It's tough to rate this because when I think yeah, about is. a movie it's that not a, it's not a ten exactly like when but I it think feels like it action movie that's a ten. I'm like okay, so Die Hard, T uh-huh. two, Fury Road, right? Like that's kind of the holy trinity. Yeah, for me. I would agree and, with and, that. And Predator, of course, is right there right with there. it too. Uh-huh. I'm like, is it as good as those? It's fun as hell to it's watch. It's tough, but it's so fun. Man. Yeah, it's yeah. so fucking fun. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's Die Hard good. Right? Is Ten reserved for Die Hard? I, that's how I'm feeling. Is like it. It doesn't reach Die Hard level for me, and Die Hard's perfect. So it's not perfect, but it's damn close to a, a perfect action flick for me. So for so me, fun. I mean, nine and a half, I think, is fair for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go I'm gonna go 9.7 on this All bad right. boy right here. 9.7 yeah. for me, man. It is just damn near there. Again, I guess there's little tiny tweaks that they could make that would make it a little yeah. bit more believable or whatever. But, dude, I don't give a shit. Yeah, you if don't have to. If you're watching this movie and having a co-beer or a popcorn and a sarsaparilla. It's a fun time. And you don't have a good time. Yeah. 
That's on you, Buckaroo. Especially if you got a sarsaparilla. Oh, my God, man. How are you not having a good time? <laughs> sarsaparilla and speed? Maybe that's what I'm doing for my birthday. <laughs> you just get, get a whole bunch of meth and some sarsaparilla. Oh, oh no, I'm at the movie again. Oh, speed. shit. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Although. Oh, yeah, maybe all three. Maybe all three? Uh-huh. Maybe just do that. Fucking great movie. I look forward to hearing what you guys think about this one over on our Facebook group. Let us know about it. It's the only reason to use that God forsaken website. Hang out with us. It's a good time. Uh, and also let us know on our other social media pages, our Twitter, our Instagram, all that kind of jazz. You guys can find that over on our Linktree page, uh, which also includes a link to our Patreon Yes, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Become a patron on any level. You get Woo. access to our Patreon exclusive episodes. Get them. Become a patron on a $5 level. You get to submit a movie, movie. to the Smoking Bowl, Bowl. And then I randomly draw from that draw. Smoking Bowl. Bowl. And then we review the movie review. that I draw from that draw. Smoking Bowl. Bowl. Yes. Which is what we're going to be doing next week it's on the true. show. We've got a big old Patreon drawing coming up. You guys choose some good. And so I'll look forward to seeing what we pull from that Smoking Bowl yep. based on your Patreon-supported submissions. We'll find out about that next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for wishing me a Freula Geburtstag. Happy birthday to Ooh, you. Feliz cumpleaños. Señor Oh, is that, is that how they do in, uh-huh. in Risky? Yep. This sounds Sniom. like it was recorded in reverse. Snyom. Snyom. Rajdenya. 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 Garage Denya. Yeah, garage denya. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying this in Garage reverse. dinner. I'm going to like reverse this and I'm going to reveal some backwards masking where you're saying, get the gun, get the gun, <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> Pause the awkward style. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's that kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? I knew get it. the gun, get the gun, shoot, shoot. That's shoot. The Ozzy Osbourne thing. Uh-huh. Remember that? Yes. So fucking stupid. It's weird that like there weren't like a ton of school shootings when that was happening. Wow, it's almost like they didn't have shit to do with it. <laughs> right? It's very similar to that not having shit to do with it. Right? Huh. Oh. Backwards masking doesn't work. Probably apparently. was a problem. It yeah, was well, a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. Going to get us in trouble. Yeah. We're going to end up in front of Tipper Gore in the PMRC <laughs> if we're not careful. <laughs> oh, man. you imagine if Tipper Gore came after you? Well, here's the thing, man. We don't have Frank Zappa to help defend us. No shit. We don't have um, fucking, goddamn, what's his name? Rocky Mountain High. That guy. Uh, John Denver. John Denver That's to defend right. us. Uh-huh. We, we do have D. Snyder with D. us. D. Snyder's still around. Yeah. D. Snyder kicks some ass. And I mean, Ozzy might be there being like, oh, 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 oh. You were wrong about me, Sharon. I've eaten too many bites, haven't I? Might be that. Yeah. So, we'll see how we fend. <laughs> All right, you guys tune in next time for that Patreon yeah. submission. Uh, next week, you guys have been fantastic. I've been Uncle Ben. Hollywood Steve. We've been dead and lovely. Bye. Well, hi, Ben. I just stepped in here for Steve. My name's Daniel Dave Lewis. Daniel Day. Okay, so this is not Daniel Day Lewis. This is Daniel. Well, it's funny you should bring him up because I'm also an actor. Oh, okay. So are, are you like like a method actor? Like, Well, Daniel? I got a little okay. different thing going on. I'm a Methodist actor. 
a Methodist yeah. actor. Uh-huh. So, okay. you How know, this process like uh, to get to get ready for his role as as a cobbler, he he cobbled a whole bunch of shoes. He made some shoes and so yeah. forth. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to get ready for my most recent role in a local commercial, I read the book of Habakkuk. Wow. As a yeah. Methodist, this was how you got into character. Well, yeah, I, I prayed an awful lot. Um, and I asked Jesus to help me okay. and, um, I thought about him a whole lot, a whole lot of thinking, just okay. thinking, well, I, praying. Like, you know, uh, whenever I was in a scene and I didn't know what to do, I thought about Jesus. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah, that's Methodist acting. And really, <laughs> if you want to get into it, best way to do it, become a Methodist. You know who else is a Methodist? I don't. Noted thespian, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken, Methodist. Yeah, he also really he's a Methodist, a Methodist actor. actor. Yeah, I was not aware of this. He That's why he Methodist hates punctuation. Oh right, because yeah. Jesus never used any punctuation. Open like he never said like, "Blessed are the meek, comma for they will inherit the earth." Or Thou shalt punctuate. He never said. He never said that. So uh, Christopher Walken, he just don't use them none. That's why he doesn't use punctuation in the way that he talks. I can also do a Christopher Walken impression. Are you ready for Daniel this? Daniel Dave Lewis. I'm Christopher Walken. And I love Jesus. Wow. Okay. All right. So I was recently, as I said, in a local commercial. A local commercial. Okay. Yeah. Got a little acting gig there. I was playing a car detailer. Detailing a car. Well, yeah, I was can you look at that? Detailing a car right. in the background of a commercial for a car detailer. Now, I got this job, admittedly, because I work at that car detailer as a car detailer. You're already there. All I right. was already there. Yeah. Sure. Now, the director, I guess he really liked me because it... He said normally it only takes about 30 minutes to shoot a shot like the one I was in, but it took him 10 hours because I guess he just liked me so much. The camera just liked you that much, Daniel yeah. Dave. That's clearly what was going on. Yeah. And so, you know, he'd have me in the background while my manager was saying like, oh, we detail cars or whatever. And I was supposed to, I guess, do nothing. But what I did do was think about Jesus. So, of course, uh, in one scene, of course, I tried to baptize a car. Wow. Give Jesus us a full dunk. Yeah. What uh, would Jesus do? Baptize a car. Uh, and another one, I took a Ritz cracker and I put it under the hood and I moved the hood up and down like it was munching on it. Oh, it was taking the sacrament. Yeah, it was taking the sacrament. I can only imagine perhaps you poured some uh, wine in the, the oil reservoir. Of course I did. I wanted that car to go to heaven where it belongs. You know what? Uh, you wouldn't want to spend in, uh, the eternity in the bad place, now would you? Uh, in another one, I set up, just in the background, I set up a little display as though the car was the baby Jesus, just recently born. Wow. Yeah, and I was one of the wise men. I brought it myrrh. You don't say. Yeah. That's very nice of you to do that for that young car. Yeah. So be on the lookout for me on uh, upcoming uh, car detailing commercials, mm. perhaps. Wow. Uh, maybe, maybe. Hey, you know, maybe we put together a production of My Right Foot. Well, you know, Daniel, Dave, I think you've got a bold future ahead of you. I also have a bold cut. 
a bowl cut. Did you, you notice that? I, yeah. You know, I couldn't help but notice yeah. that it was it's part of my Methodism. Wow. I think I don't know. Well, I'm thinking that Methodist actors might just become a wave of the future. We're going to be seeing more of you guys, are we? I I'm praying on it. Just I'm thinking and praying. I'm praying on, on it. it, just like my fellow Methodist Beyonce Knowles. Beyonce's a Methodist, and also like my other fellow Methodist George W. Bush. Oh, Dubs. Uh-huh. Old Dubs. Well, you find yourself in fine company, don't you, Daniel I sure Dave? Do. Daniel Dave Lewis, just be on the lookout for me. Bless your heart. I sure do love y'all. Well, bye.